Hey everybody! Welcome back to the Sick Till I Die podcast with a <laughs> slightly, slightly snuffly me. And are you are you fully recovered now? I'm not fully recovered. Uh, it's probably tell by my voice, but I am on the I am on the uh, on the on the upside of the uh, of said sickness, which I must have got in Grand Rapids, I believe, when I when I was there. I, well, you know, and I don't feel that bad. I just sound I sound worse than I feel, and I'm coughing. Which in the post like COVID thing, you cough now. People just look at you like you're. Yeah, like have leprosy or something. Indeed, indeed. So take a little whiskey for my wounds. I'm not. I'm blaming. I'm blaming um, some of your Grand Rapids punk rock friends. It was either Cole. <laughs> it was either Cole or it was what was the guy? The oh, punk Jeff. rock pope or something, Mister <laughs> Jeff. The mayor, pope, punk mayor of Grand Rapids. Yes, because they both seemed very drunk and they were, <laughs> and they, were bo- they were both very close talkers. I so. <laughs> So I'm blaming. I'm blaming. It one feels of those like he got spittled directly in his mouth from some <laughs> contaminated Grand Rapids. And... It's funny you say that. I remember there was a tale of uh, Joe Strummer back in the early days. You know, back when in England people used to, you know, the audience used to spit at the bands and stuff. Ugh. And uh, yeah, Joe got one a greenie right in the mouth one time and got hepatitis, I believe. Hmm. I think it was hepatitis. He got he got something. He got some horrible disease from being it wasn't spat from at. the subway. It wasn't from some subway glory hole or something. Do you know something I don't about Joe Strummer? I, I don't know anything about Joe Strummer. <laughs> Good Lord, when you're sick, Actually, you, you know start making about, accusations. You know, you know what I know about Joe Strummer? What's that? Because he's dead, he's sort of become this religious figure Yes. where Saint every Joe. single person recreates him in their own image as they want him to be. Yeah. I've seen so many thoughts and ideas, you know, so many, this is what Joe Strummer would think, or this is what Joe Strummer, like, I'm sorry, Joe's not here. You don't know what Joe would be doing. Yeah. But anyway. And, and you know, and, and naturally he, you know, yeah, you're right about that. The betification of, of Joe Strummer. Well, yep. He was, you know, we, he ran away for a, a year from his, all of his responsibilities and supposedly he was cheating on his wife and shit. I don't know. All, all kinds of shit. So. I mean, he, he, had, he had some definite political views and he had some different, different, you know, he definitely said some smart things over the years, but he was constantly had a mic in front of his face. Yeah. I'm sure he's just a normal jerk off like you or I. Yes. A normal jerk off. <laughs> Yes, and now he's dead, so he's lionized, and yeah. everything he says is like the the gospel of Joe, you know. Well, almost like, it's funny. It's and it's almost that way with Joey Ramone too. Even yeah. though Joey obviously was a complete fuck up, dude. You gotta read. You gotta read. I slept with Joey Ramone, which is the book written by his brother Mickey Lee, because they really, as much as you can tell, Mickey loves Joey, and they were just there was just the two of them growing up with a single mom. But Joey was a bastard. Yeah, I mean, Joey, that's what I, I believe. Yeah, I mean, it was. I mean, he he had a lot of great friends, and everybody loved him, and he could be a real charming dude. But he's a typical guy like that, where he could turn on the charm, but if the second he thought he was being crossed, he would just bury it, you know. Yeah, and it's and it's so funny that you know since they all died, uh, Joey is the one again that's uh, that everyone thinks is a saint, and Johnny is the one that's looked at as a devil. But he's the guy that kept the fucking band together. If it he did, yeah, Johnny, he kept the band together. That band was no saint either, though. He was a uh, he was he was pretty rough around the edges. Well, he was what he was, though. That's the thing about yeah. Johnny. He was what you knew exactly what you were getting with Johnny. You know, he was completely upfront about it, right? His son of a marine or whatever, and all that stuff. Yeah, like to fight and yep, and physically dominated his way towards being in charge. And very, very disciplined. Like we said, the band would probably have broken yep. up within a year or two if it hadn't been for Johnny. So yeah. if you if if you want to read about, get a better picture of Joey, I mean, if you want to just listen to him sing and canonize him as a saint, that's fine. I don't have a problem with that because he's so good, man. Nobody could do the tough, tender thing better than Joey as far as I'm concerned. But if you read 
I Slept with Joey Ramone, which is written by his brother. And then if you read On the Road with the Ramones by Monty Melnick, who is their tour manager, I think. Mm-hmm. I think so. Because the Mon- Monty really gets into Joey's, um, like, mental illness OCD stuff. His idiosyncrasies, as it were. I mean, like, you know, they come back from a European tour and they he'd be dropping Joey off his apartment and Joey would force him to drive back to the airport so he could tap something seven times or something. <laughs> I mean, it was, it, they talk about how difficult it was to even get Joey out of his apartment. Yeah, that's right. He had to touch the doorknob like 16 times or something. He just lived in squalor even even when the Ramones were pretty famous, you know? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's actually so, a, f- a fascinating story, actually, you know. Now, weren't, so they, I, weren't they supposed to be making a movie about Joey? So they were supposed to be making the movie based on Mickey Lee's book, the I Slept with Joey Ramone thing. I, I don't know if it was a miniseries or I assume it was like the Sex Pistols thing. But I don't know what's going on because it had Pete Davidson tied to it mm. okay. to play Joey. I don't know if he's too busy or what. I'd, I would love to get Mickey on. Oh, that would be uh, good. Yeah. Um, he makes his own music. The, pro- you know, the thing with Mickey, poor Mickey, you know, the guy, the guy, the guy's tried to have a career his whole life, his own career. But if we had him on, all we'd want to do is ask about Joey, and I just wonder how much that would irritate him. Well, of course. I mean, that's. I mean, he wrote I mean, a book he's about gonna it, right? Talk about but... his new, he's going to want to talk about his new record. I mean, that's fine. That's fine. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> I can see how that would be a little awkward. Yeah. But. Um... But, but anyway, yeah. So um, I hope that does happen. But you know, you know, you're not a handsome man when Pete Davidson signs on to. <laughs> To play you in your biopic. Right? Oh, I don't know, man. Isn't he banging some hot chick or something? Isn't he banging someone famous? He's constantly banging hot yeah, chicks. It's a, it's go. like the return of heroin chic or something, right? Remember <laughs> like, that in the nineties? Like well, remember the nineties all the chicks had that just that they were so gaunt? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like they had breasts smaller than like most average men and they were just <clears throat> they called a heroin chic. That's kind of what he's got going. He just looks like a dope fiend or a corpse or something. A dope fiend. Zombie chic. Now, how come? Now, okay, so uh, Joey's real last name was was it Hyman? Hyman? Yeah, Jewish, I believe. Yeah. So how come? How come Mickey Lee? Had, what? How come that? Mickey Lee's name is made up, also. Oh, okay. Oh, that's a middle. I mean, name, Joey's maybe, name is Jeffrey, Lee. right? And yeah, Mickey's Jeffrey name Hyman, was. Yeah. Was it? I don't know. Was it Mike or something? I, I don't remember. Hmm. I'd have to reread the book. I read it really fast in anticipation of having Mickey on, actually, and it didn't work out. Um, but uh, it's a good book. It's it's worth worth reading. But yeah, you you're not gonna you're not gonna uh, read the book and I mean I don't, I don't know I don't want to say you'll think less of Joey, but you definitely you know it's a pretty unvarnished look at Joey. Now what's the what's the name of Mickey's band? Um, Mickey Lee's Mutated Music is the name of his new project. He, he sang for years in a band called the Rattlers, right? Yeah, the, I, I, that, I that was like I've heard band. of that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Mutated Music. Jesus Christ, that's fucking awful. <laughs> Well, maybe, I, and, maybe you can borrow one of my band names. It's pretty much just straight up rock and roll. It's not bad. I mean, it's not not like bad music, but the thing I okay, man, we've gone down a rabbit hole already. That's the thing though. I would really really like to talk to him about is because Johnny was such a prick that a lot of people on the first album were uncredited, including Mickey. You know, all the the sort of hand clapping and hey hoes and background vocals. A lot of that. I know Mickey did a lot of the background vocals and stuff on the first album. Hmm. But Johnny wouldn't credit anyone who wasn't in the band. 
Well, money gotta, money was probably hard to come by on the on the first album, right? I mean, I don't. Dude, know. I don't think I don't think money ever was not hard to come by with that band. Yeah, true enough. After the first three four albums, they like this is it. We're going to sell you know a hundred thousand copies of our records or whatever. Which now seems like a dream, but back then was not. You know. Yeah. When ELO was selling three million copies of "Do You Do You Want My Love" or whatever, a week or something like that. Yeah, and yeah, fucking I, Peter Frampton. Their um, moms just got to that theater size, and that's it. Yeah. <clears throat> You know what? I was listening to Adios Amigos uh, a couple of weeks ago. I think when I was driving, actually, when I was driving down to you, I think I put Adios Amigos okay. on. And, good stuff. Uh, up to you. God, it's such a good album. I'd forgotten what a good album that is. And the production on it is so good, too, especially compared to some of those other later Ramones albums. The production on Adios Amigos is really good. Yeah, as much as I hate to say it because I don't like the songs as much on Adios Amigos as some of them, but I think literally the like Mondo Bizarro album, probably after the first three or four albums probably has the best production Mm -hmm. because those, those, the ones towards the, you know, later period, like, uh, what's with pet cemetery, brain drain, brain drain. Yeah. Yeah. And animal boy and all those had a really bad metal type production on them. Yeah. Just kind of weak. Actually, they're not the bad whole. records, but they, no, the good records. They just, they just, yeah. And the new box set does a little bit to fix that. Hmm. But you can only do so much, you know? Yeah. yeah that's, but yeah, those last true. two, they really got it right, not counting the covers album, of course. But what I was going to say was um, Joey's voice is strong on those records too, but as against some of the live shows that you hear from that era towards the end, when Joey just, just clearly, his voice was shot and he honestly barking. Could, yeah, yeah, and he really couldn't give a rat's ass, it seemed like, you know? Uh, but yeah, no, you're right, because even like Too Tough to Die... <laughs> Where you, that's where you really start to notice the, his voice changing, and then after that, it's just changed. But he can still kind of get the tender sound still. Now, what did you think of Too Tough to Die? Because that was when they tried to do their own I think hardcore, I think right? That's a, I think that's a great album. Yeah. I, you don't like that one? I No, I do. I mean, I like all the Ramones albums. I like them all, but I I never thought they should have tried to, do that, tried to do that hardcore thing. I just thought it was kind of well, silly. Well, I don't think it was hardcore so much as they say, hey, we can still play fast and we can still... It didn't have any, like, metal on it necessarily. It just had a... It was just a little more aggressive. At the time when it came out, that was what it, that was how it was... Uh, that was, that was how it was pushed, Sold. though. But yeah, that it was it was their yeah. it was their uh, them taking uh, punk rock and hardcore back or whatever. But uh, which I thought was silly because they the never Ramon, had hardcore. The Ramones were just always the Ramones, right? I mean, there was yeah. some faster songs yep. on that record, but there were some slower ones too, and there was some super commercial ones on that record too. Yeah, because uh, even like I'm too tough. The uh, the uh, too tough to die. Um, no, too tough to die was fast. What's the other kind of hit from that album? Well, there was a. Uh, oh, I'm not afraid of life. Like that one wasn't very fast. Howling at the moon. I mean, that's yeah, super poppy, right? I mean, super poppy. And uh, I'm waiting for someone to believe in. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's got some. Oh yeah, got, yeah, something to believe in. That had the yeah. worst keyboard line ever. I wish I could yeah. rip that out and replace <laughs> yeah, it with yeah. another guitar part. <laughs> yeah, and then yeah, that stupid video that went with it. So it was that was yeah. an, that was an interesting album. That one actually, it was interesting. And I like some of those cheesier remote songs like i like i believe in miracles is one of my, my i don't know my favorite but i really love that song mm-hmm. that's a great song from uh from brain drain um, i don't know this has been the ramones hour well maybe we should actually do a show where we talk about some of those later ramones albums maybe that would be super i feel like we talk about the ramones like it's a thread that and i don't think we ever intended it but it always it, it really does come back to the ramones you know hold on a second i got yeah, this i mean me, we love this is me having a cold clash <laughs> 
I mean, we've already Damn. talked about the Clash for a minute, and we, and you know, we always talk about the Pistols and the Clash, but it always goes back to the Ramones. I think that's just the body of work and the sort of ground they laid, right? Yeah. Well, you, you'd have been proud of me today on one of the stupid Facebook groups that I'm in. Someone said the Sex Pistols were the first punk rock band, and I actually, I actually didn't comment on that stupid comment. Hmm. I actually would. I actually. What, what were you saying? Was the Stooges? Well, I mean, if you want to talk about punk rock, it's obviously the Ramones, right? Um, true punk rock, but you know, whatever. You know what I did? You know what I did? I just, I just blocked the group for thirty days because I was so annoyed there by, I was so annoyed by some of the comments in there. It was so, it was so stupid that I, uh, I blocked it. Well, at least uh, now, would you have been able to resist if they would have said the Sex Pistols were a boy band? I know that's one that really fires that you one up. gets me. That one gets me angry too. And it is, it is ignorant. It's so lazy. You know, it's yeah. like the a lot of the Morrissey haters. Like, I think you could be a Morrissey hater legitimately, but most of them just believe everything they read and don't really look at the reasons why they're supposed to hate Morrissey. Thank you, Tom. They just take verbatim the sort of left-wing press that hates him. Yep, thank and you. And that's lazy and stupid. Yeah. It's hate, a... Morrissey for the right, hate Morrissey for the right reason. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, no, I'm, you know what? I, I love Morrissey to death, but I'm sure he's a complete prick. I'm sure if you met him in real life, yeah. he might, you know, he might be a complete fucking asshole, but... um. I, amazing. Hey, amazing. say what you want about Morrissey. He won't eat your dog. <laughs> yeah, he won't. He'll pet it. He'll pet it and your cat. Um, yeah, we should play a song. We should play a song. No, just we're talking about that. How is Sheena? She looks like right. she was. She struggles to get up. Yeah, she looked like she was on her last leg last week a little bit. She's. I don't know if she is or not. I, I don't know. Like I say, I, I hope I know when she's suffering. Yeah. Yeah, she didn't seem like she was suffering. She just wanted to go outside, wanted to come in, wanted to go outside, wanted to come in. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, and, you know, once the weather breaks, if it ever breaks, I mean, it literally still snow. I mean, it's, it's April 1st today, April Fool's Day, and I, I, it still looks like it could snow. It, okay, yeah, same here. It's snow it on Wednesday, is, dude. It's, it, it's unbelievable. It's supposed to snow this afternoon. It was 68 degrees yesterday. It was almost Yeah, 70. we had 62 or something <laughs> yesterday. stupid. Eh, yeah, eh, whatever. It is what it is. But um, uh, she's doing fine. And uh, one, uh, another thing I must say, a little update because we talked about this a couple weeks ago. Um, my father-in-law has made sort of a miraculous recovery, and they think he might even be home next week. Wow, is that or like at the end of next week or something? So, wow, that's amazing. Because when you first talked about that, it sounded like he was on he was on his last leg. It sounded dude, like... the family was gathered around. Yeah. I wow. thought I was going to have to – I thought somebody was going to ask me to uh, take him for a walk in the woods at Grandpa's house. <laughs> it's like, you in a tire iron? <laughs> well, no. I, I think I used the pistol. But, it, but uh, it, you know, like the, like a dog or a cat, be like, oh, look, look at the hot dogs in the bottom of the hole. Oh, yeah, your favorite hot dogs in the bottom of the hole. But I don't – my father-in-law, I don't know. I had to use like maybe cans of Budweiser or something. No, oh, no. Look, at the Bud, look at the Budweiser in the bottom of the hole. That would be like – what was that What was that, What was was that? that movie or book? I mean I should say the book by uh, – Of Mice Matter. Yeah, of mice and men. Yeah, yeah, with Lenny. <laughs> you start talking yeah. about like Lenny. Yeah. I don't know. He's still pretty weak. I could probably use a pillow. I probably don't have to because I don't think he could actually walk out to the woods. See, there you go, man. These punk till I die. We're actually making lit, lit, literary references now. How about that? Of mice and men. Literary references and joking about killing people. <laughs> yes. You get it all on this show. Exactly. A little bit of everything. Speaking of dead people. Yes. Neil, I picked songs this week. Every All my songs are... Except for the last one, which is Ramones related, ironically. Actually, I'll plug it right now, and then we'll plug it again at the end. May nineteenth, Joey Ramones' birthday, Logansport, Indiana. The whole crew's going to be there. Yeah, it's going to be the best time you ever had in your life. Punk to die. Punk rock bowling. Punk to die. I drink so many beers. You guys are going to be so impressed. 
Yes. I want I want everybody to watch me as I I turned fifty the day before, and uh, see how a fifty year old can still shotgun swill. So, well, we're gonna we're gonna talk we're gonna talk about your drinking capabilities in a few minutes when, we get, when we get to my last <laughs> day in a, uh, my last day in Coopersville. <laughs> come be a part of it. Uh, but yeah. yeah, so yeah. Anyway, but no, I said speaking of people that are dead, we're gonna play. I bought a bunch of records when Neil was here. We went record shopping, and I got a couple in the mail literally the day he came. And then I got, I actually went at more uh, this week on my way home from my biosolids conference, poop related. Um, so I bought a bunch of records. All everything I'm going to play is from something I recently purchased. The first one I'm going to play, even though I've had this CD for years, even with bonus tracks, I finally got the record. This is from the great, probably the most famous Motorhead album, right? Ace of Spades. Even though I think. I personally think that Overkill is probably their best album. Hmm. Okay. The year before. But those two are like A and B. But anyway, this is from... I'm going to play some more fun songs because I've been playing a lot of uh, angry songs. So this is a fun song about Lemmy trying to get with an underage girl. This is uh, Motorhead with Jailbait. Just can't wait. I don't even dare to ask your age 
right? That was Tom's the jailbait, attempt. Jailbait, baby, come on. <laughs> that was jailbait, baby, come on. That was, that, was Tom, that was Tom's attempt at playing a, a positive, upbeat song. That was Motorhead with Jailbait. <laughs> Next up, Glary Gitter. Glary Glitter, I yes. Like yes. Do you want to be in my gang? Yes. <laughs> uh, anyway. So, yeah, shall we talk about... Uh... So, it's funny, dude, because even by our normal schedule, we have really struggled to get in any kind of a groove as far as podcasting lately. Like, uh, we just we just can't... We've been struggling to find the time. And uh, so, we podcast Friday morning from my kitchen table yes. after our weird night out in the town. Yes. And then after that... We went record shopping, and our original intention, or at least my original intention, was to do the exact same thing the next morning, Saturday morning. So here we are one week later, finally doing yeah. it. Yeah. Um, the weather looked a little dodgy, so Neil got a little nervous and went home Saturday morning. Um, and the weather didn't really turn out to be much. But you know what? You got home in time to pretty much have a normal weekend, and I still was able to have a normal weekend, even though we had two days hollering at the moon, so it was it worked out all right. Yeah, that was that was actually one of the reasons I did it, and it actually, we'll get into that in a minute, of what a mistake I made, but um, here was the deal. on uh, Early, when I, when I planned on coming uh, to you, I'd looked at the weather forecast all week, it seemed fine. It seemed like it was going to be in the yep. 40s or whatever, and there was no chance of anything. Then all of a sudden, on the Thursday... They started saying, oh, it's going to snow on the Saturday. It's going to snow all day. And they were talking about between three to six inches. And um, one to three in Chicago, three to six in Grand Rapids. And that would be on the Saturday, starting at about 11 a.m., I think they said. then it was going to snow all day. And I was like, well, do I want to, should I leave early Saturday and beat it? Or should I risk it? And stay till the Sunday, but I really don't want to be driving. If the, if six inches does fall, I don't want to be driving home on Sunday in six inches of snow. It taken me six hours to get home, and then I've got to go to back to work the next day. You know what I mean? I was just it was yeah. no, it was, no, I get it. I was, I was, and as it turned out, I I could have easily, I should have fucking waited. Is what I should have done because my my drive home was a disaster. But let's at least the first half hour of it was. <clears throat> but let's uh let's not let's not go there. That's 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 later on. That's later on in the story. Well, so. and we didn't, it's not like we really had anything planned anyway. It would have been another day of probably boozing and uh, I don't know, maybe, yeah. yeah, maybe. Oh yeah, because you had a, you said there was a record fair to go to or something. Oh yeah, something yeah, yeah. yeah I didn't I didn't end up going because I spent a bunch yeah. of money the day before and the yeah. night the night before and all that. So I I had already blown through more money than I wanted to go through for the weekend. So I I did stay home. Have you ever been to a record fair? I used to go to them pretty regularly. They used to be at a hotel on the kind of close end of town here, and I used to go pretty regularly, but I haven't. They moved to a new location, a new, like, VFW Hall, and I have not been there since they moved. They're actually pretty annoying, the ones I've been to. I found pretty annoying because normally it's 90% shit records that you don't want to look through. Yeah, it, it, you're right. You're right about that, I would say. And, now, and these days, with the vinyl resurgence and discogs and everything, everything is way overpriced. Every, everybody thinks that their fucking, you know, shitty album from 1972, it's in shitty condition, is somehow worth 50 bucks, right? It's That's weird. And there's a lot of nerds there, too. Yeah, it definitely attracts a crowd that's a little different. <laughs> I, mean, I used to go to sports collectibles uh, things sometimes, and... Uh, we thought those people were complete nerds. The people who go to some record fairs are, are even nerdier and smellier than that. 
But uh, but anyway, it it could it could have been fun, I guess. It it all depends if it's well curated or not. If someone's selling stuff and it's curated into sections, otherwise you're digging through you know piles of uh, bad seventies country, you know, and a big band and shit like that. And then you might find like that first pressing of the first Sex Pistols album or something, you know. Yeah, yeah, you got it. Yeah. Tell. Yeah, I, yeah, I get that. Yeah, you don't. I don't I'm not looking to dig through a Goodwill box exactly. Yeah. I want yeah. some fifty copies of Perry Como or all these like crooners crap that people have thrown away over the years. <laughs> yeah, well, that they should be thrown away. That's the point. That's the point. Well, but it's just, it's just, you know, if you go to like a Goodwill and they have a record box, you almost always know what you're going to find. Tons of classical. People just dump that all the time. And like it is like Bobby Vinton or like the you know it's just the older pre-rock and roll stuff a lot of it and well, it'll normally gospel, be and, it's just just all kinds of garbage you know and normally the vinyl will just be thrown loose in the sleeve there won't even be like a paper yeah, sleeve anymore exactly. or some shit you know or you'll or a big pile of like uh 78s it's like who, who's what are we doing here they weigh like five pounds each you know you should actually take those out we could use some target practice the next time we come we'll go maybe again yeah well it's funny i wish it would have been a little warmer because i would have recommended we do that because i have a new uh Pistola that my dad gave me that I haven't had a chance to shoot yet. So. Oh, I didn't say it's a Magnum or something. Yes, yeah, a three fifty seven Magnum. Three fifty. My dirty Harry, dirty Tommy. Yes, <laughs> could shoot shoot my grandpa's old manure spreader or whatever we did last time. <laughs> yeah, there's still holes in that thing. Yeah, that's all right. Grandpa can't walk out in the back anymore. Anyway, we could shoot whatever. Oh dear, 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 dear. Yes. Um, it's gonna be an interesting year, Neil. So yesterday was my. Uh, my daughter-in-law's due date. Now we have no baby yet. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're going to so be a grandpa gonna soon. Be, I mean, this going to be so. This year of our Lord 2023 is going to be a weird year because I'm going to turn 50. Which I mean, that that is what it is. You know, it's better than the other options. Um, but I'm going to be a grandpa, and I almost certainly am going to lose a person or two that's been important in my life. You know. Yeah, it's yeah, just, yeah. It just is what it is. But it's just it's going to be a weird year. Yeah. All that, and I. Not gonna be able to go to punk rock bowling. Did Just you tragedy see, on tragedy, Neil? Did you see they released a bunch of uh, hotel rooms again in the uh, in that hotel that we stayed at last year? They yeah, they released a bunch that uh, you know for the cheaper I, I price. I did see that. Yes, are yeah. you tempted? It got me tempted again, but like I said, I my focus is rebellion really and going to England in the late summer. So yeah, you should you should go to England focus. just because it's been so long. And if you don't do that, you should go with me to Savage Mountain. Well, and the last time I went was twenty twenty. But that was that was for my mom's funeral, basically. Yeah, and everything England was, was still closed. Yeah, England was in lockdown, so we went to England, but didn't do anything for three weeks, basically, except for arrange a funeral. So that wasn't very much fun, you know. Yeah, and you <laughs> have a no you have a pretty small family. You have a brother, and he has a couple daughters. And he has three girls. That, yeah, that's it. Or three yeah. girls. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, it's not much. Uh, yeah, you want to go do some stuff, I assume. It'll be funny to walk past the the old family home, you know, now that we've sold it. And see what they've done to it. It'll be sad. It'll be poignant. It'll be. Uh, it'll probably be fixed up. They probably put some money into it. Yeah, I mean, you know, mom and dad kept up up pretty well. But you're right. Oh, yeah, they, yeah, they probably they've probably changed it completely. Yeah, we'll see. I remember. I remember that feeling. I lived in the same house for ten years in Wisconsin, and we were back visiting, and I was back visiting. I think with a friend. We weren't even. I wasn't with my family. Drove by, and like, oh, they really have done some interesting things with it. It's yeah. nice of them when we were there. Yeah. But oh well, dude. A house is not a home. 
No, but I tell you what, it would have been nice to have it. Right? If I had enough money, it would have been nice not to have to sell it, so that yeah. I could, uh, you know, I could use it as a home base. And fuck, you could if you know, OP, you yeah. know, any you of my American visit, friends yeah. could if they wanted to visit and go visit England. Well, yeah, I, I, eventually, nice. I assume it'll become a historic site, birth, <laughs> birthplace of Liverpool. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, put that up there. Get a plaque on the side of it. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Um. But anyway, we were going to. Uh, you know what? Let me let me play a song too. Yes, and, and then we'll get into our. Then we'll get into what I what we did on that on on the Friday uh, after we recorded last time. So um, this goes back a while to one of the early days of the show because we were talking about the band Jerry's Kids, and I said, ah, "Oh yes, yeah," and I Boston, said, yeah. "Well, I said, yeah, they're from New Mexico." And you jumped all over me and said, no, from Boston, you know, famous, blah, 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 blah. I think I, I jumped all over you, you know, I, I think you're exaggerating. <laughs> you did, you bastard. You fucking bully I, I was me. Just, and... I was just like, you freaking idiot. Punch what me in the stupid? face. stupid? Exactly. I spit, I, in like... your op- I spit in your open mouth with my, with my germy <laughs> and I'm disease. Joe, I'm, I'm Joe Strummer in this. And <laughs> 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 you old dirty punk kid. Mm-hmm. Um, no, but I was like, that. that's weird, because in the back of my mind, I was like, it's not it's not usual of me to make a mistake like that to make such a big mistake like that and so I don't know buddy the older you get man the older you get but it was looking and sure enough there was a band from New Mexico called Jerry's Kids there's a New Mexico now (laughs) yes there is a New Mexico (laughs) believe it or not Um, but yeah, there was a band called Jerry's Kids. They just spell the kids with a Z at the end instead of an S. Oh, I hate that. So, I hate that. It's, so that's it's where like I, the equivalent of a punk band being a stripper. So that's where I got it from. And I think where I originally got it from was, I think, on the back of like an early Seven Seconds record, they thanked okay. Jerry's Kids. And that's uh, where I must have got that from. So um, I was like, oh, look at that. I found them. And I was like, oh, they did, they released one EP in 1983. Mm. And I listened to it. And it's really fucking good. So I ordered huh. it. Um, so, so where'd you is, find it? I mean, they probably made like a thousand or something, right? Uh, yeah, well, I'm sure it was very, very, very limited. But you found a copy of it. Uh, they repressed it a couple of years later. Ah, uh, you didn't find that Goodwill? Uh, no. I mean, I could, I could have bought an original from Germany for like 150 bucks, but I didn't like it that much, you know. So uh, I actually made do with a reissue this time. Um, so anyway, this is Jerry's Kids from New Mexico. With the song off the only one, they only had one uh, four four track single. It was called "Well Fed Society" from nineteen eighty three, and this is the song "Marionettes." Looking into the eyes of a marionette, he's looking for a break that he will never get. Employers watch him work with dollar sign dress, like the hair on top of his dream is where it's in. Uh, 
All right, that was Jerry's Kids with a Z um, from New Mexico with marionettes from 80s. I'm not a big fan of the Z as a plural deal. It's not, my, not something I enjoy. I mean, I'm assuming they did that because the other Jerry's Kids from Boston already existed. Could be. So I'm assuming that's why. Because What Jerry's, year was this? This was 83, and I think Jerry's okay, Kids actually, formed in 81. I think that's actually – I was going to say, I think the, the, the big – Jerry's Kids from Boston album came out in like 83-ish, 82, 83. It was called yeah. Is This My World? Great, great album. They made a second one called Kill, Kill, Kill that sucks, sucks, sucked. Well, I shouldn't say that because compared to like modern punk, it's probably pretty good. But it was a letdown after after Is This My World? So I must say, I don't know the Jerry's Kids from Boston. So what is it? Is it like traditional Boston style? It's, it's, it's hardcore. I'll tell you what. It, it's very very intense, very driving. It's like a twelve-song album. The songs just kind of go one right after another. Um, Chris Doherty from uh, Gang Green actually broke up Gang Green to join. He plays on the first Jerry's Kid album. Oh, is that right? Hmm. He does not play on the second one, which might explain a bit of the intensity letdown. Interesting. Gang Green is playing again. You know, he had a stroke. I was going to go see him in Indianapolis quite a few years ago. I've only ever seen him once. I'm a, I'm a huge Gang Green fan, even their medley stuff. Um, but Chris Doherty had a stroke, legendary drugger, drinker. Um, but they're playing again. Hmm. So I and I think it might be Rebellion or some festival or something. So I'm curious because he relocated to Cincinnati area. So I would love to get another chance to see him, even though I don't know. Well, he how... wanted to he wanted to move closer to Anheuser Busch. It sounds like right. Weren't they big Budweiser be. guys? Yeah, yeah, older Budweiser. Yep, yep. Um. They put so they only did like four full lengths, and two of them are on Tang. Those ones you can get. They've been reissued. They're called that was another wasted night, which is like the classic from '86. And they did one I think like '94, which was called oh I can't think of it. It had like a another wasted night. Hmm. No, that was what I just said. It was another wasted night. What was it called? Uh, no, oh, another case of brutality. Okay. And uh, but there's two other ones in the middle where they had like a semi-major label deal when all those like uh, crossover bands were getting signed to big labels. Mm-hmm. Those are called Older Budweiser, <laughs> and I can't remember. The, oh man, Neil, I'm losing it. But anyway, I wish somebody'd reissue those two because they're really good. I like them. Hmm. A little medley. A little medley. All right. But anyway. Um, anyway, there's my gang green plug. We've had our Ramones plug. Yeah, that was that was Jerry's kids. Um, all right, so we recorded episode 224 in on the morning of the Friday after we'd seen those yes. bands the night before. Yes. And um, talked about our very strange Thursday night out and about. Yep, yep. And then so on Friday, on so on Friday, so we talked about going to. Tom had always been telling me about this Irish pub in this little town called uh, what the hell's the town called? It's called Conklin. Conklin, close to you. And I was, and we were like, what should we do for lunch or whatever? Or what should we do? And we're like, oh, let's let's go to Conky. I've been talking about this Irish pub for ages. Let's, let's fucking drive out there. So we drive out to Conklin. And, uh, you know, I'm imagining the way Thomas described it, this little, like, old-fashioned, authentic, like, well, Irish pub. Well, I had pub. been there for years, I told you, in my defense. So. No, it's fair, no, it's fair enough. It's fair enough. Just in my mind, I was imagining this little cozy, like, Irish pub with, like, an open fire and stuff and maybe some, you know, an old wooden bar that they brought over from the old country or something like that and instead conklin is like this uh i don't i don't even know if i call it a town it looks just like oh a, no it's 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 yeah it's 
ridiculously small. Hundreds <laughs> of people, I would say. It's just it's just like one kind of I wouldn't even call it a main street. It's a street with like a deserted grain silo on one side. Like a <laughs> I mean, it's a main street. It's an old-fashioned, like, traditional main street. There's just nothing there anymore. There's like a ramshackle post office that looked like it was still going. And this yellow monstrosity that passes for the past. You know, you took pump. some pictures. You have to try to coordinate when you put this episode yeah. up the, the pictures. I'll, I'll put those pictures up. Pictures yeah. of me. Yeah. Neil's, Neil's scrapbook, me standing in front of bars. <laughs> yeah, yeah um so yeah it wasn't at all like i imagined it's just like this like hole in the wall looking yellow uh bar that says it's i don't know old style or budweiser or something outside i, I don't know so we go in and it is uh just a, a dive bar it's just a dive bar is what it is and they just happen to have uh they happen to have guinness on tap on tap and that's <laughs> that's what makes it an irish pub i guess is the fact that they have guinness, guinness on tap so what time was that like a, oh, we went, I had lunch, but you had you had had a big breakfast, so I. Oh, lunch. that's right, that's right. Yeah, because I had I had gone to that. We, yeah, we talked about that. Yeah, I had had a big big breakfast, so um, we we bellied up to the bar because it was just a few like you know plastic tables scattered about, and uh, oh, it's just like these farmers drinking during yep, the day. Yeah, a few toothless locals uh, sitting at the <laughs> sitting at the bar. I mean, friendly enough, friendly enough guys. You know, farmers probably like Tom says. And, oh, uh, we ended up having a conversation with this guy. I was I was literally like I, I was doing like the Seinfeld thing. I was like patting myself on top of the head, like somebody get me out of this conversation. But they were <laughs> they were nice enough. Yes. Yeah. What was the one guy talking about next to you? I can't even remember now. I don't know, but the guy with the golf. We're talking about. Oh the no, golf. another guy like, was talking to Tom about uh, golf for some reason. Yeah, it was it was an odd scene. It was like if you saw it in like a movie like Goodfellas, you wouldn't believe it, right? You'd say places like that don't exist. Um, so well, Tom, when we walk in. I mean. Go ahead. We're not that strange of looking fellows at this point in our lives, right? But I mean, we this place like we're the only ones who weren't wearing John Deere hats and right. Oh, we like, no, I'm I'm sure we look like we came from out of space. Dungarees or something, yes. <laughs> so these guys, yeah, because we're yeah because we're not wearing the farmer gear. Um, <laughs> so Tom orders a. I don't know what 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 did you get? It wasn't a PBR, right? No, I got a, a PBR, and I think I had a Coors Banquet in the shorty bottle after that. Yeah, and that was smart. Getting it from the bottle was smart, and I made the mistake of ordering because he had Guinness on draft. So I'm like, I'll get a Guinness. Well, oh, it's an authentic Irish pub deal. Of course, they have Guinness on tap. Yeah, it seemed like from the taste of it, and also if you didn't know how to pour it, you know, if they stay pour it straight out and give it to you within thirty seconds, then you know that's not they don't know how to pour a proper pint. So, uh, it taste it tasted weird. The glass tasted kind of of poo. <laughs> Come on, that's in your mind. <laughs> it didn't taste. It didn't. It didn't taste right. Anyway, but I was determined to drink it. Right, so because we were in this in this place, so uh, we had a couple. Tom had a hamburger, and I, I think, tell you, my lunch was pretty respectable. Yeah, it was pretty good. I would back definitely go back there for lunch. Yeah, so you know we had we had a couple in there, and uh, even though I a you spicy know, burger, yeah. Uh, the, yeah, the, like I said, the Guinness was the Guinness tasted a bit off, but what can you do? Because they probably don't sell very much of it. I'm doubt very much if there's many farmers going in there to the Conklin pub to to drink Guinness, um, and cause light or something is probably what they normally what they normally sell. So. I'd say the Shamrocks. The the thing that made it most authentic was the Shamrocks on the outside of the bar were Bud Light. <laughs> yeah, they were, yeah, Bud Light paper Shamrocks. Yeah, so then you knew it was authentic, authentic yes. Irish. Um, so we, uh, after the guy started talking to Tom about playing golf, uh, we I think we decided to beat a hasty retreat, and got and got the hell out of there, right? And from there, didn't we head we head straight to the Grand Rapids at that point, right? Yeah, went to Vertigo, which we always go to when Neil's in town. We always find 
it's our record store. I talked about it many times, but I mean, we always walk out. I mean, I think I bought four LPs this last time. You bought three or four things. Yeah. And we're, we're constantly like grabbing things and putting things down because there's so much stuff there you want, honestly. Yeah. It's one of those, it's one of those big record stores where the bins are so full of stuff that you can't, sometimes you can't even flip through them because there's so much stuff crammed into, but, the, into but the bins. So well organized too. Yeah. Well, it's really well curated. They have like yeah. a, you know, punk section, metal section, big, you know, big, I mean, I mean, you know, thingies wide, right? I mean, it's not just yeah. like one tiny little punk section. This is like a, this is like six different racks, you know? Um, and even a post-punk section, you know, a, a, a noise sec, you know, all kinds of stuff. It's yeah, really small, well Yeah, yeah, real, I, I, I tell you, most record stores I go to are such a general interest that I'm so happy when they do have a punk section mm-hmm. so I don't have to go through all the freaking ABBA records and crap, you know? And the funny thing about this place is, you know, Tom goes in there and like everyone in there knows him. It's it's so it shows how often he's in there because like you know the guy. Behind I the really, counters. you know, it's funny because I haven't really been in there much lately, but I do know pretty much most of the employees in there. Yeah, yeah. So that was. It's always. I haven't fun. had a lot of. I haven't had so much spending cash. I I've been kind of going in fits and starts. Like I figured I'd blow a bunch when you were here, you know. So we, you know, we started the punk section, and then I moved over to the general section and to the used section because you know, and this is a big store. This is a big, big store. So yeah. Um, what did you end up getting? Because you were you were getting you were picking stuff up and putting it down. I mean, we were in there for well, well over know, an hour. Well, it's funny. You know, I really need to make like a rule that every like half of what I buy I don't have mm-hmm. because I I mentioned the Motorhead thing. I had Motorhead. I don't know, early two thousands put out like deluxe versions of all their albums on CD made bonus tracks and stuff. Mm-hmm. So I have the, like the golden era of motorhead stuff. I have all of it on CD. I have a lot of, and then a lot of newer stuff too, but I didn't have any on vinyl. And I just like, oh, I should have Ace of Spades on vinyl. So I bought that. And I bought one of the key overkill albums. Overkill is a thrash band from New Jersey. They're metal, definitely not really any punk, but even though they do like to cover, like they used to cover Sonic Reducer and some stuff, but they're they're cool, they're cool band, cool thrash band. I got Under the Influence, which actually I did not have. That was one of the few. So those are my two metal albums I bought, and I bought Fu's Kill for Christ, another Boston band, another Tang band, uh, mm-hmm. XL band, definitely in that Jerry's Kids era. Kill for Christ came out in '82. Um, Puss had artwork, Jesus toting a machine gun. Now was that was that a was that a reissue or was that an original? I, I didn't. It was a reissue. It was okay. But so the they, thing with that too, so the original, it was a twelve inch, it was nine songs, literally like fifteen minutes long or something. So this has the original nine songs on the A side, and on the B side, it had like their tracks from "This Is Boston, Not LA," their tracks from "Unsafe at Any Speed," which is which so, are two famous famous compilations. Right? Yes, Boston era compilation. So it, it ends up having like twenty. 20 songs on or something. I mean, they're short. But here's the thing. I listened to it when I got it. I listened to both sides, but I probably will only listen to the A side more consistently. Yeah. That's what normally happens with those things. Yeah. Very short songs on it. And then there's one like long lumbering song called Die for God, which is, there's no, there's no song called Kill for Christ, but there's a song called Die for God, which is kind of a slow, Hmm. a slow burner. That would be the one that you skip. I love to play. It's, It's funny, but it uses some language that the kids don't like what <laughs> what do you mean <laughs> well at one point 
at one point the the line is something like, "Are you a man or are you a faggot?" or something like that. Oh, uh, so yeah, people these days because you got to die for God. You know, be well, it's funny upset. too because I I was listening. What was I listening to? I can't remember. Something I bought recently where it was like, my dad says I'm a fag. My brother says quit acting like a fag. It was just like, you know, <laughs> being a punk rocker back in the day, you know, that was the common reaction. It's would you quit being a fag, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But anyway, that, and so I got that. And the other punk album I got, and I had that on CD too, of course. The other punk album I got was all no effects, S&M Airlines. See, I, I, I always talk about I love that classic era of no effects that one actually came on 89 was mm. their second album don't know that at all i don't know any, uh, any, any, I'll, any, I'll tell any you no what I'm gonna, play, I'm, I'm gonna play a song from it they used to be right. so they used to be so much fun uh, <laughs> excuse me what the hell was that that was a sneeze my friend wow it sounds like you're being violated <laughs> i do but, sneeze loud so the true. thing the, the thing i will say about this no effects record it's been re, it, this is a repress obviously that was on. It was on Epitaph. It was before they started Fat, Fat Records. Um, but the original, because I do have the original Epitaph CD, as a bonus track at the end, it had a great, great punk cover of Fleetwood Mac's "Go Your Own Way." Mm-hmm. And I noticed on the repress, it doesn't have that. Ooh. This is a topic that I could get into, but this is really shows my punk record nerdness. Because, for example, so the Vandals' first record, "Peace Through Vandalism." Do you remember the sixth song on it, the last song on it? Jeez, uh, oh, I was going to say Copacabana, but that's a different one. It was Heartbreak Hotel. Heartbreak Hotel, yeah, yeah. On the represses, it's only got the five songs. No Heartbreak Hotel. So I wonder if it's just a matter of these bands never went through proper channels to get these songs. 100%. So, yeah. so now that the records are sort of more legit and being, you know, you know, let's face it, Epitaph was a punk label in 1989. In 2023, I don't even know what they are. Right freaking screamo label or whatever you know that puts out occasional bad religion albums so it's kind of a bummer because i really like both those covers actually hmm. it was uh, i'm sure thing. you're right i'm sure and now and that's a good reason to dig out the uh to dig out the original well and it was a part of the original album and i really enjoyed it but anyway so but anyway it's, it's still a great album well because okay so like the great verbal abuse record the classic verbal abuse record i don't know if you know this record very well but i do i love it uh, is uh, that was of course Nikki Sicky's band after Sick Pleasure. Sick right. Pleasure. The uh, the the name of the album is Just an American Band, and the title track is Grand Funk Railroads. Yeah, Just an American. We're band. an American band, yeah, yeah. but with different with different lyrics. But now when they did the repress of that, they they it's on there still. I don't know if Beer City just doesn't care or if they're more under the radar. But I don't know. Anyway, these are all, this is all speculation. Like I said, this is all record nerd stuff, speculation stuff. People who spent too long studying punk rock stuff instead of things that actually get them ahead in life. So, anyway, this is no effects from S and M Airlines. You drink, you drive, you spill. Take your chances, but there's no 
drink and drive, you might spill your drink Before you get behind, now we'll just stop and think 39% of assets are caused by pixelated The other 65% No effects with you drink, you drive, you spill. Yeah, and I was uh, I was kind of surprised by how many records you ended up buying because um, I hadn't been shopping. I'd been really holding back. Well, you had, but also that day or the day before, oh. you also you also got like three records in the mail. I got two in the mail, yes, and yeah. I got that I got the Demolition Twenty Three record, which I know you've since ordered because it is yep. so good. Yeah, and good old Amazon. I got it within two days. If you like punk and roll, see now I'd never heard this record. The reason I, I we talked about it a couple episodes ago. Um, when we had Todd from the Cheats on, they covered this on their last album. They covered Hammersmith Pele from the Demolition 23 album. I had never heard of them or any of it before, but I, this record is so good, guys. If you like that Dead Boys, Johnny Thunders, punk and roll type sound, you got to buy this record. Yeah. It's so good. Yeah. And they do a... It's they, not for they've everybody. Done a, I mean, they, if, you know, if you're born to like a hard punk sound, you're not going to like it. But if you like the punk and roll... They've done a nice job with the reissue too. It's like a gate, yep. gatefold sleeve with a poster and nice black and blue vinyl and stuff. It's Note, it's really notes good. on the notes on every song. Yep, yeah, it's really really good. So anyway, check this out. I mean, I got it from Amazon too, and I was a little like I was kind of bummed about it. But it was the only place I could find it, and it was cheap. Yeah, but yeah, so I get it in the house a couple days later for twenty three bucks or whatever. So am I right? 20, you bought two bucks. Did you buy? Five records that day at, at about four. You bought four, so you bought Overkill, you bought Motorhead, you bought No Effects, and you bought FUs. Yep. Okay. I had, I was carrying around so one that I don't have in any format. I don't have the first damned album. Yeah, and that's that's crazy to me, but there you go. Well, yeah. I have I have a compilation called Smash It Up, which has a lot of the songs on it. And I have Machine Gun Etiquette on both C D and vinyl. I just never bought the first album. And I, for whatever reason that first album is very expensive. Like I never see it less than thirty two, thirty three bucks. They had that vertigo for thirty bucks. Um, but yeah, I do feel like that's essential, and I will buy it. Same with that. Like I was talking about that. That uh, for whatever reason, that first Killing Joke album, which I don't have, and I really would like to get. It's so expensive. I saw it the other day for forty five dollars. Good God, wow. for a single LP. Now it's like a split colored thing or whatever. Vertigo had it for thirty five, cheapest I've seen it. But I mean, I'm sure you can get that. I'm sure you can get an original of that for uh, that same price. Uh, maybe I don't know. You know, that's when that that's when this this you know the, the new prices seem to be a bit crazy. But when, if it's a if it's an import, and you got to pay twenty bucks to ship it. I, I don't know. Well, I'm sure you can get the first Killing Joke. I mean, the first Killing Joke album was so big. I'm sure there's people selling it in the states too. So I'm sure you can get an original press of it um, for around about that same price. I mean, it yeah, wasn't. Maybe. It's not like it was on a small label or anything. You know. Um, yeah, for the same price, I can get one that a guy had in his trunk and drug around and beat with rocks, or I can get a new press that's 
Well, it might be just fine, and it might be an original press be. with the, you know the way it was supposed to be recorded, rather than it's a you ripped off a fucking CD, you know. And, well, but that's that's I, I know you're real paranoid about that, but I, I that's that's not really the way it is anymore. I think that was originally when the vinyl boom started out, but I haven't found that for a long time. Oh, sure it is. It depends if they can get the original master tapes or not. Because if, well, if not, they're I mean, pulling it the from the CD master. A, when's the last time you bought a record and you really were unhappy with the sound of it? Well, I'm normally really careful about that shit, though. Because I know when it was for me. It was, and this is before the Bad Bands reissued all their own original stuff. I bought the Roar split color yellow green copy or whatever of the first Bad Brains record. Mm-hmm. It doesn't sound very good. Yeah. But, I mean, other than that, that's the one exception. Everything else, I mean, everybody's gotten wise to it, dude. I mean, maybe that Cleopatra stuff you've been buying, that freaking shady crap, maybe not that good, but for the yeah. most part. And the Haunted Town uh, Naked Reagan reissues were just fucking horrible. But um, for the most part, I think that's, I don't, I don't. I mean, I'm not saying it's never going to happen again, but, and I know, like, the Social D reissues, too, were not that good, but now that Kraft has been doing them, they're excellent, so... I don't know. <laughs> and again, and Those my, bicycle ones, I don't think were as good, but I guess I'm not sure. I actually don't have any of them. So. And talking of talking of social D again, Mike Ness was in the press this week, yeah, coming out it. and saying he's working on his. They're starting to work, recording new songs should, this year. What's funny is that everybody <laughs> picked up on that as a news story. Yep. Yep. I mean, come on, fool yep. me once, shame on me, yeah. fool me twice. You know, he's like, been saying the same thing for literally six years that they're going to start recording this year, and there's going to be. If you really want next new year. social distortion stuff, what you have to do is dig in. There's a Euro, I think it's CD only box set of literally like three or four fully recorded albums that never got released. Yeah, some of the outtakes and B sides. There's and lots shit like that. of yep. lots of stuff available out there. Yeah, there is. Um, but. <clears throat> anyway, so we went we went record shop. We were there for like an hour and a half. I mean, we were there a long time. You can you can get lost in this place. Yeah. So what so what I got, um, and, and I actually I actually amazed myself by what I got. I was very surprised. But it just shows what a vast variety of stuff this store has. So as soon as I got in there, looking at the punk section, I saw uh, the Groovy Ghoulies have reissued a couple of their uh, or Cappy has I should say. Yeah, um, Express reissued a couple of their classic albums with new. I don't know why they got new sleeve artwork, but they do anyway. Is it? It's it's only slightly different though, right? No, it's completely different. Is it? Yeah. Okay. I didn't, see. I don't know the originals. Yeah. So I got I got um, <clears throat> sorry, <clears throat> I got World Contact Day, which originally came out in '96. I got the reissue of that, and it, it was I think it was only like seventeen ninety nine. It was like a really good price. Pirates keeps their prices or Pirates keeps their prices down. I'm sure it's part of it's because they're able to. Yeah. Because they do their own, yeah. Because they cover the whole thing, yeah. Press, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and and it's it's really nice. I mean, the vinyl is a gorgeous lumen luminescent orange. Uh, the sleeve artwork is great. It comes with like a mini poster and stuff like that. So for seventeen ninety nine, and I think it's their best album. So uh, that would that seemed like a no brainer to me. So because I so I it's not that's not like their first album. No, it was like the third. Okay. Yeah. Um, I got to get into them a little more. I don't know them super well. So you never saw them, probably. I never did that. Yeah. I think that I remember. No. Yeah, I saw them actually. Probably it was one of my top. See, it's so difficult for me to do top top gigs of all time kind of thing because the ones different. that I went to way back in the day yeah. are just burned in my memory, and maybe they weren't even that different good. Different eras. It's yeah. hard to. Yeah. But you know, it's funny looking back. They probably weren't even that good, but it was just because they were some of my first gigs. So that's what always burns in your mind, right? Um, but anyway, so, Ke- so okay. So kept so the Groovy Gullies were a trio, right? And Kevin yeah. played guitar and sang, and then when he had like kind of the Foxy blonde, like girls playing 
bass and drums? Yeah, Scampy. And when I saw them, it was Scampy and Roach. Um, but Scampy and Roach. Yeah. When I think when I think Foxy Blondes, <laughs> I think Scampy and Roach. They were yeah, and they they always were Foxy, but they were great. They were great, and they were super friendly. And uh, I'm I'm glad that we're single handedly going to bring back the word Foxy. I think that's sort of like a lost. <laughs> There you go. It's like yeah. our fa- our it's father's a- term for Raquel Welch in the seventies. Damn straight she was foxing, wasn't she? <laughs> um, yeah, I saw them with. Well, I saw them at the Fireside Bowl ah. with, and what a what a bill this was. And he bowled a one eleven. It was the <laughs> it was the Groovy Ghoulies. It was the Epoxies mm. um, from Japan. Guitar Wolf. Oh yeah, they're good. And too. there was someone else on that bill too. I mean, it was a great full band bill. Every band was fantastic, mm. and uh, I, yeah, that was a that was so that was one of my top gigs probably of all time actually. Now I think about it, uh, but anyway, I digress. So I bought that record, um, and I was walking around, and I was in the general section for a while, and I saw some Big Black reissues. Now I got a I got a strange history with Big Black. Obviously, Chicago band Steve Albini, sure. who went on to become world famous, right, as a producer. I saw Big Black a couple times, kind of got introduced to Albini, and he was a complete fucking prick. He's one of the only, like, musicians I've ever met who has just been a complete asshole. Um, so I've always been kind of against them because of that. But at the time, they were very... I mean, do you listen to Big Black at all? I have songs about fucking on CD. I think that's the only one I have. That it's very abrasive sounding. It's abrasive, so it's almost more industrial than it is punk. But it yeah, because is... they didn't have a real drummer. Right, they had a drum machine, um, and it's but it's so abrasive, and the songs are so a lot of them are so unpleasant and so but so pummeling, man. They fucking pummel you. Yeah. So um, it's like a musical manifestation of of you, Neil. It's just so unpleasant and just so pummeling. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So when I saw, and I don't, so you probably never saw them, right? So Albini no, didn't, I never did. He didn't used to. He didn't used to have a regular guitar strap. He used to. He used to. Uh, use like duct tape and duct tape the guitar around himself. It was very unusual. It was very <laughs> unusual. And uh, like I mean, said, everybody's looking for their angle, I guess, right? Yeah. And so he, there was him playing guitar and singing. There was a. Was it Santiago Durango playing bass? Anyway, I think it was an old naked Reagan guy playing bass. Actually, Pizzati played bass with him for a while. Um, Did he? Yeah. And then they and then they they used the drum machine live. Yeah, they used the drum machine live. Yeah, so it was really fucking pummeling sound live as well. Huh. I think I saw him in a church hall, and I saw them in like a youth club or something. Uh, huh. Which he set off fireworks in, and then the police came, and the fire brigade, and this was down in Champagne. So the fire brigade came and shut down shows at that at that YMCA, and it was so he was just a complete cunt about it. But anyway, anyway, sounds like fun. Yeah, I digress. Uh, but yeah, so I bought the uh, album Atomizer by Big Black. It's the only. I think I have some of their stuff on CD, but this is the first uh, vinyl I've ever bought from them. So uh, mm. yeah, uh, I bought that. And walking around, I was like, "Oh yeah, let me see what let me see what Gary Newman because someone someone played a very very early two way army song. I think it was David Henning on our on our, in our group. On our group, yeah, yeah, yeah. He played a super early two way army song, which I loved. So I was like, "Anti die podcast group, join up, kids. We're getting very very close to a thousand. Yeah, we're almost at a thousand. So join up uh, for our thousandth our thousandth fan. We're either going to either I will send you fifty flexies <laughs> and or some we stickers." Will... Or we will catapult you into the sun. Your choice. 
Yeah. No, no, what so, we'll do, no, Tom, what we'll do is we'll let them into our um, May 19th show for free. How's that? We'll yeah, get, yeah, we'll, yeah. We'll get you in and for you free. And you can buy us a beer. Yeah. And you yeah. can buy us each a beer. <laughs> yes, you'll have the honor of buying us a beer. Um, <laughs> so anyway, I did find, I found a copy of the first, uh, actually it's not the first Two Boy Army album. It is the one uh, with our friends Electric. Uh, and I'm blanking on the name right now. Jesus Christ. Um, mm. But anyway, it's the, it's the classic two-way army album that everybody knows with our friends Electric on it that was a huge hit in England that broke Gary Newman. So uh, mm. I bought those Every three. song of his sounds a little bit like Cars to me. Here well, in my car, I feel safe is by far. I mean, he had a sound, right? Oh, yeah. Well, the, the thing about two-way army, though, what, by the time he was doing his complete solo stuff, it was all synth-based. But the early two-way yeah. army song was punk rock with guitars and bass with a synthesizer in the band as well. So that's the difference between two-way army and his uh, and his solo stuff. Um, and then, huh. so I, I'd also picked up a... So the Chameleons from Manchester, you know, I, I, I love the Chameleons. Um, they broke up... Jeez, uh, when did they break up? Early, like mid '80s or something like that, because the band hated each other. And then they reformed and did one album, like in the '90s, late '90s. And I don't have that one on vinyl. I, I that was CD time, so I had it on CD. And to be honest, it's not that great. But they had it on like double vinyl uh, there, like a reissue of it or something. And I don't have it. And I picked it up and was gonna buy it, but it was forty bucks. And it was like for an album I don't particularly like anyway at that point you're just being a completist wanker right yeah and and also it was one they did one of those things tom and 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 i'm sure you hate this too where they'll take like an album that's perfectly fine on one piece of vinyl but for some reason they decided to split it across four sides oh they don't even give you any extra songs no so each so each basically each side has like two songs on it uh, and you know, you know, and these are longer songs. These are still like three or four minute songs, right? But still, there's absolutely no need for that to have been split onto onto four sides. So uh, yeah. I was like, you know what? I'm gonna fucking put this back. So I just bought those three records. So um, oh, I, you bought you bought the uh, you bought negative approach too. Yeah. Oh, I did. Uh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. So we looked. So they had. <laughs> so as well as all the albums, they also have a huge amount of seven inch boxes too. Which yeah, almost, I didn't even go through them last time we were there. Yeah, honestly, I'll do that it's, when it's I have too like. Much. I'll go on a Sunday when I don't have to pay to park, and I'll just spend, like, all afternoon there. So, yeah, I mean, you, you could spend a whole day there looking at their stuff and go in there with a want list. Don't go in there just, you know, otherwise you'll buy too much shit like we did, probably. Um, but anyway, yeah, so I've been looking at getting that first negative, the classic negative approach EP that's been reissued yep. so many times, some with horrendous sleeves and some with, like, the original sleeve. And this one had the original sleeve artwork and all that stuff. So I was like, yeah, you know what? It was, like, seven bucks. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to buy it. So I, I got that as well. Best nine minutes of your life. Yeah. Um, angry. Ten song, ten song, seven inches. Now, that was punk rock, man. Yep. Yeah, exactly. Um, I love those eight song, ten song, seven inches from back in the day. So because Tom knows the guy, was it, was that the owner Tom that was behind the counter that dealt with us, or just yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, because Tom knows him, I'm sure we got some kind of discount too. Because for all yeah, my he stuff, was good deal. it was like sixty bucks or something for all the stuff I got, and you know, so yeah, I spent about eighty bucks or something, or seventy eight bucks or something. It was definitely a good. He, he always he always takes care of us. Yeah. Um, I I sort of made a vow to myself that I wouldn't buy anything else before record store day because. I've been trying to watch my pennies a little bit, but we're, we're pretty much already, as far as I can tell, we've pretty much already blown that. We're still going out to eat like five times a week, so. Well, and then you bought some records this weekend as well, but we'll talk about that later. 
Yeah, well, it was, and, and I, I really didn't spend a ton of money. But I tell you what, I found another store in Kalamazoo that I like quite a bit. I'm sure I'll go back there. So, right. well, anyway, I'm going to play a song. So um, I am going to play. It. I'm going to play that sad two way army song I was just talking about that David Henning played. Uh, that uh, he put a link to, I should say, on the on the podcast group. Um, this was the very first two way army single from 1978. This song is called "That's Too Bad." Boy Army with That's Too Bad and you re- you'd recognize his voice in that for sure but yeah I mean it's a, it's very much guitar driven rather than synth driven so I find that super super interesting and now a word from our sponsors 
Um, so when we were done record shopping, it was time for boozing at this point, right? Yep. So well, we, and I well, and we did a little boozing before because yes, we went to your yeah. favorite new Irish pub. Yes, yes, the Conklin Irish Tavern. Yes. <laughs> so where did we go first? Because I'm forgetting. I think we went to um, the Anchor, which is kind of a become a favorite of ours when you're in town. Yeah, so wow, which did is we... old, one of the few old school places left on the west side of Grand Rapids. Did we only go to two bars? I mean, apart from the Conklin Pub, obviously. But did we only go to two bars in Grand Rapids, or did we go somewhere else too? We went to let's see. We went to the Anchor. We tried to go to a couple other places. Well, originally, so you wanted to get a T-shirt from the Tip Top, which is where yeah. we'd seen the meteors the yeah. night before. Well, we were supposed, to, we were supposed to see the meteors. <laughs> But yeah, we were supposed to see the news before, and and it was, uh, but they don't open till like four o'clock. So I'm like, oh, let's go to this. Oh no, we went to Fulton. Oh no, that was the night the day before. We went to um, the anchor, yeah. And then we we walked to a couple. They looked too fancy. We're like, screw this place. Yeah, that's right. We did. That's right. We were, so we went to the anchor, and uh, so it was no, it was about three o'clock at this point, right? It was about three yeah, o'clock. Yeah, probably. So we went to the anchor, and the anchor was pretty heaving already. I mean, there was a lot of people. It was Friday, yeah, so there was, it was a lot a of people. Afternoon. Yeah, people, people should have been at work. Yeah. So the anchor's an interesting place. So it's so I, I wouldn't even call it a dive bar, because it's nice. It looks classic 1930s, 1940s a, style, right? It's chrome, and it almost looks like an old I mean, diner. It might not be quite as, might not be quite as dumpy as Coglin, but it's a dive bar. Um, but it gets a very mixed crowd, right? It's it's got like it looks like it's got yeah. some old drunken locals, but then it also seems like it has students and some you know professionals that were getting off of work, you know, for happy hour True. or whatever. So and, no, uh, no realtors though, so that helped. And we got it. We got a table in the back. Anybody who listened to the last episode will get that. that, that yeah. Episode. Yes. Yeah. Indeed. Indeed. Um, so we got a couple of PBRs and the bartender was cute and she came over and she gave me a shoulder rub at one point, didn't she? It was kind of interesting. She did. I was pretty sure you were, you were going to propose marriage to her. Mm-hmm. I was on the verge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, no, but man, she was... But I, I, it's true though because when she walked away, she did the same thing, put her hand on my shoulder and I, I did feel very special for that for that little <laughs> See, second. I didn't get the full... I didn't get like the neck massage, but I, I did get the just the hand on the shoulder. It just... Man, women are—they have—they have no idea the power they have over us. They all do. That's that. true. That's true. We're just—we're just like dumb idiots. And I, I, yeah, it doesn't take much, does it? It, does, it doesn't take much. Um, but I do want to say um, I noticed this the last time we were at the anchor too. Um, I don't even know it's the anchor or just anchor. Uh, the bartend, the bartenderess, whatever, whatever you call her, she was the only person behind the bar. And I'd say there was, I don't know, what, 40 people in there, 30 people in there? Yeah, a decent crowd. Yeah, and she was the only person, including waiting tables. And she was working her ass off. I mean, that was, uh, it was uh, to me, it's to me it's crazy. In Chicago, there would have been like four people working there, you know, for that crowd. Yeah, working. Yeah. Before people ignoring you at standing at the bar. <laughs> yeah, that's true. 
Um, but anyway, and they'd be like, if you tip twenty percent, you know, it's like whatever. So so, anyways, we, uh, we yeah, we were then there for one or two. I think we had, and then we decided to walk up the street because we saw a couple of places that looked promising up the street. But we went into one, and it was just looked like it was full of yuppies, right? They're playing like bro country, and we're just yeah. like. Yeah, the, that's exactly. The bartender right. didn't come right over. We sat there for like two minutes, and we just turned around and walked right out. That's right, we did. We said, "Fuck you guys, we're out of here." And uh, I think I might have stuck a sticker or something up. I think we stuck. Didn't we stick two stickers up in the <laughs> in the anchor's bathroom? Because I, oh, I didn't yeah, know, yeah, I didn't know that you were putting one up. So we both put them on two. the same mirror too. Yeah, too just different places on the mirror. <laughs> so. Um, then we, you took us then. We fucking almost fucking killed us, you idiot. Well, I, okay, so I was like, all right, let's go to a real dive bar. Screw these hipster places. Well, it's funny. I, I don't know. And maybe I took it wrong. You know, maybe I was. Maybe I was. Yeah, Tom. Tom was looking to fight at this one. Well, because we we pull in, so we go to the place called the Flamingo Lounge. This place is a real dive. Hell's waiting room, man. Biker bar. You know, gravel parking lot in the city limits, you know, like on the west side of the city, but not like a mile from downtown, but where it's kind of the gentrification hasn't quite crept down there yet. Yep. Um, so we pull in and we're walking around and this freaking old timer goes, you guys can go in the back door if you want. You don't have to go all around the front. You've obviously never been here before, which I, I'm not a regular there. Don't get me wrong. And I haven't been there for quite a while, but I'm like, what a freaking dickhead thing to say. And then he said something like, you'll probably be back in two weeks to buy the place anyway. And I'm just like, <laughs> so you and I, I mean, I'm wearing a denim jacket and probably some kind of band T-shirt, jeans, Converse All-Stars. Neil's got a little more of the classic old school punk rock style. But we certainly didn't look like businessmen who were there <laughs> yes. to gentrify the place. <laughs> we, we? we weren't in suits with fucking glasses and briefcases. Well, it's funny because when I go to a bar where where they think – I mean I, I've had this before and you know, we were kind of talking about that. I go to the bar you're like, I knew you was college boys. I'm like, I'm wearing a freaking – I'm wearing a Slayer t-shirt and jeans and you're like, that's what a college boy looks like to you? <laughs> I'm yeah. like, just because you're so and, – and it was – and I took real offense to it. A, yeah. I didn't know if the backdoor thing was a gay reference. Yeah, Tom took that a little bit too I don't far. know what it was because I only had like a few beers. It wasn't like I was drunk or anything and I, and I just like – I'm like, Tom was ready to fight this all the time. I was. was I wanted to confront the guy. I'm like, you think we're going to come back? And and then I kind of settled down. I'm like, you know what? These locals are probably scared to death that the city's going to creep out there and they're going to make it into one of these freaking glass and metal freaking yuppie dump bars with $15 hamburgers, you know? Yeah, what we should have said was, yeah, we're going to buy the place. We are going to buy the place. And the first thing we're going to do is tear it fucking down. Ban you, yeah, yeah. exactly. But the funny thing was, Tom, I mean, you, you... I did not feel particularly welcome there. It was really strange. Well, I, 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 I'll I, agree with you there. I didn't feel welcome there either, but I also didn't take offense like you did to what that guy said. In fact, I kind of liked it because you don't... Because it is always true that when you go into a bar like that, where most people go in through the back door, kind of a hidden back door, rather than coming through the front. So you know that the only people who go in the front are people who've never been there before. So I kind of, I kind of enjoyed well, that. Well, I have been there before. A, like I said, I'm definitely a not a regular. Door. But like I said, it's not like... We didn't look like we had just come from Wall Street, Neil. 
No, we did not. That's 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 true. I'm but driving I, a freaking twelve year old car. You know, what I mean, it's like. Uh, no, I I I I certainly didn't take offense to it like you did because I figured he was just a drunk old drunk old bastard. So he was trying to be friendly. That's that's that's, that's the way I took it. Broke a few of his ribs. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Um, but however when we did get in there it was one of those bars where it's just like wall-to-wall bar flies who look like that's all they do every day just losers man i mean just you know dark dark playing shitty playing shitty music um and the place was packed yeah the place was packed cheap drinks slip not on the jukebox yeah so we got a we got a couple of pbr cans i think they were right with the cans that we got there i don't know cans or bottles he probably cans and we sat at a table and got the fuck out of there yeah it was a, that was a weird ass place it, it is the kind of place that I, it wouldn't surprise me if the next time i, I come back this place has been torn down you know that wouldn't surprise me at all that's nah, been there forever place is an institution i don't think they were. yeah um so yeah that place was weird that place was weird but again i think there was i know there was like two bartenders at that place yeah old like grizzled grizzled ladies you know well yeah and like too much cleavage showing for their age and too much heavy makeup. black tattoos you know just just the, the classic yeah. biker kind of kind of joint yep so yeah the flamingo um and i'll from... tell you what and then we're gonna talk about going to my local but why don't i put one more song in yeah there? definitely play a song did you, I don't know if you were able to find this one because I actually couldn't find it on YouTube. I haven't so, looked yet, to be honest. So maybe it'll be something nif- different, but uh, hopefully not. But I found this Seven Inch in the Wild the other day. Go to Hell's, one word. They're from Florida. Put out like four albums, but they were definitely like a CD era band. Not I think, a lot. I think I, I think I actually have a CD by these guys. Yeah. Yeah, not a lot of vinyl, but this uh, this is one of their classic Seven Inches. It's called "If I Could Make a Girl." So this is. Uh, Really not politically correct by today's standards, even though he wants his girl to look like Poison Ivy, which is all fine and good, maybe Joan Jett, but he also wants her to be 17, which is a little odd. Much like Lemmy trying to seduce his underage uh, Well, you girl. seem to have a theme going on today, Tom. I, I guess. <laughs> um, so, yeah, this is uh, the you go college, You college boys. Actually, I don't think it's duh. I think it's just go to hell. Yeah, dude, I could be a Supreme Court justice. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so this is go to hell's if I could make a girl, hopefully.
All right, that was the go to hells there. All one word, go to hells. Um, and I assume they're not still going anymore, right? I'm assuming no, they did classic, go to hells. Classic, classic Florida band. Yeah. So um, then we decided to, what did we do? Was it, was it dinner time by this time? Yeah, it was. It was yeah, kind of yeah, dinner we time. Went, yeah, yeah. It was about five o'clock by this time, five, six o'clock or something. Yeah. So we uh, drove back to uh, lovely Coopersville and decided to go to, uh, was it Southside? Southside's your favorite bar there, right? Yep. Yep. So we go back to Coopersville, go to South. Oh, yeah, that's right. Because you talked to a friend of yours. I think Chad was his name, right? Yes. Yeah. So Chad was, because it's five o'clock Friday bar is going to be packed right the south side yep. isn't that big so you but you checked with chad and chad was there and already had a table yep. so we decided to what is that noise are you scraping is like someone trying to scrape their way out of a coffin or something behind you now it sounds like <laughs> I think, I think. it's that 17 year old getting out trying to escape <laughs> um it's uh, great reference now. yeah uh so yeah so we so we decided yeah we'll go there and uh, and hang out i don't know if i don't know if cheryl was super excited about that but or maybe she wanted to go I think somewhere she nicer. Wanted, I think she was hoping we'd go somewhere a little better for dinner. Yeah. Even though she seemed real happy with her fish. Yeah, she did. She did. So anyway, so she so we went there and then she met us there and the place was the place was heaving. I mean it was like five or six o'clock by this time. I'm trying to remember was, was Michigan State playing or was that the day before? I think it was the day before. I can't remember. That, no was, tournament that, was, was, going. that was the day before. Yeah, because okay. that game finished while we were at tip top. That's right, they lost. That's yeah. Right. Yeah. Oh, I remember it was the it was the women's. Uh, oh yes. sweet sixteen or something, right? They make it look so hard. Yeah. Yes. Uh, anyway, so we got a table at Southside, and the, Tom, this was I've seen you. I've been out with you many times. I've seen you drinking many times. Yes. But I have never seen you. I'm sure I've seen you drink to this capacity, but not where it was so obvious. Because normally you'll just sneak off to the bar and get a drink. I won't even know. I'll get three of them for everyone you get, yeah. Yeah. But this time, we were sitting there, Cheryl's there. Um, so there was like eight of us around. No, one, two, three. Uh, yeah, like probably six, around there. Six, seven of us around this table. Maybe at least, probably seven because we had like the end too. Yeah. yeah. So I had to sit on the end. Um, so at the south side, you can get a bucket of PBRs, which is six. Yes. Yes. And that's what, you know, everyone else orders one drink. You order six. <laughs> which, you know, well, which is, they were drinking those big mugs. Those are probably like two beers. And I'm, and I'm like, well, you know, he'll get one of these. You know, one of these will last him all night. Six beers, not a big deal. No, Tom decided, Tom somehow gets through not one, not two, but three, <laughs> six, six buckets of beers. No, you did. No, that is true. The last one, you did share a couple of them out and stuff like that. But still, with the rest of the drinks we'd had all day, I would say that you, you, were, you were on at least 18 beers by the yeah, end Yeah, I would say day. conservatively I had probably 20 drinks. Yeah. yeah. But they were beers. It was PBR. Nice. It wasn't like it was. Yeah. It wasn't like it was alcohol. Anyway, yeah. Okay. So I was, uh, I was, and I was, stagged, you were fine. But, you were fine. But I wasn't, I, I mean, I wasn't like, yeah, falling down. Now I am going to post a photograph I took of Tom. I don't think I've ever seen him look so content. It's him sitting at the bar <laughs> at the table at the, at the South side when they just brought the new uh, bucket of, uh, of six PBRs and he's looking like he's the happiest guy in the world. And it's like Christmas. Uh, yeah, it's like Christmas. And sitting yeah. next to him is, I believe that was Chad's sister. Is that right? 
Yes. And she is looking askance at this bucket of beers. It is a fucking classic photograph. I fucking love this photograph. It's it's uh, it's classic. You've never oh, never seen you look so happy. You look like of the hut. You, no, I was gonna say you look like a movie villain from some uh, from some like Marvel movie or something. And that's your superpower. Real, I've been on a real uh, upward or downward trajectory, depending on how you look at it. As far as my alcohol consumption, I'm probably going to have to make some adjustments here because uh, I said I went away for work for a night and we just – I thought I killed my workmate. <laughs> at one point, I'm like, I hope, I hope he didn't like choke to death in his own vomit. I mean we just – I'm like, I should, he shouldn't have tried to keep up. He just shouldn't have tried to do it. And now the funny thing is if we hadn't left when we did, I think you would have happily ordered another six – six uh bucket my wife was definitely not pleased when i ordered that third one <laughs> yeah, yeah even though she was doing all right herself she was she had a couple of those and then she had a couple of coronas or something like that yeah. so she was but again she's drinking like a normal person you're, you're drinking like a marvel super listen you know why do it like a normal person when you can really excel at something now i will i will admit when you get those like uh are they 12 ounce bottles Yep. They do go down very, very easily. Yeah, and, when, it's, and it's like 15 bucks or something. Yeah, I mean, when we were there the day before, I went through three and like, you know. Yeah, we had quickly. we split a bucket for lunch the day before. Mm-hmm. I would have got a whole bucket for myself, but I knew you couldn't keep up, so I didn't want to embarrass you. <laughs> Even though, yeah, you know, for me. Embarrass you in front of the bar flies are sitting there at one o'clock. <laughs> <laughs> for me, I went through three pretty fast there that day. That was, that was pretty Yeah, it's true. Me. You opened your second or third one before I did, which I thought was unusual you took it as a challenge <laughs> well it's 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 one of those things you know it, it, the thing with me is if i'm driving i really am cautious yeah 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 but when i know i'm not driving yeah because yeah because uh yes you my wife was driving, yeah, yeah, so I, go, was driving. I go yeah. for the i go for the gusto yeah well and it, it really was a, i did have to do a little bit of reflecting this last time because part of me is like oh neil's coming we'll have a nice weekend we'll do a bunch of drinking but the fact of the matter is it's just an excuse for me to do a lot of drinking. Like you have like your six beers for the whole day and then you quit. And I'm just like pounding beers like I'm in college or something. Yeah, I've always had that ability. I'm not quite sure why. Sometimes I do wish I could cut loose more, but um, I always have had that ability where I know it when I've had enough. When you've had enough is when you fall down. <laughs> I guess. And the funny no. thing is I've, I've always had that in me and my brother has always been like you. So my brother yeah. would always drink till he puked. Well, see, I don't puke though, and right, I don't, that's true. and yeah. I have, yeah. you know, my job every sixth week, I go a whole week without having a drop. Yeah, that's true. But I, I do need to, I, I, I probably need to slow down a little bit. There's just no reason. I just, I've got that personality. You know, I'm an all or nothing kind of guy. Mm-hmm. I do moderation as pro as a problem. So I've been eating and drinking just as much as humanly possible the last like three years. So what did you get to eat that day? Because we got some intuits, obviously. I had like so. a shrimp basket. It was fine. It okay. was not the right home boat, but yeah, what? I can't even remember what I got in my. You was... had like a club sandwich or something because I brought half at home. My kids fought over it or ate. That's or right. Yeah, yeah. They made it sound really good in the menu, and I have to admit, it was one of those stupid things. I didn't bring my glasses in, so I couldn't read the fucking menu. <laughs> so I just, I just, you know, the Sam special or something. I don't know what it was, and it was just a bunch of meat on a on some bread. It really wasn't. I mean, that that's great. what a, that's what a sandwich is, Neil. But you I got know, meat on bread. <laughs> I guess at its most basic, that is true. But for some reason, it didn't. It didn't taste that good to me. And my wife got the fish. Like I said, she said that was really good. You know, we, we have a lot of Catholics in this area, so the fish fry is. Well, it's Friday too. Yeah, I mean, obviously the. On Friday was a big yeah. thing. Yeah. Well, even last night we went out with some friends, and once again, I'm not Catholic, but I'm like, ah, I feel like seafood or something. So I actually got like seafood 
what's the ones where you make it? Fajitas. The one where you make them at your own, like you have to make them yourself. Mm. It was scallops and shrimp. It was pretty good. Hmm. Yeah, so I so much for not spending money. Yeah, your wife was very intrigued on what the difference was between the uh, the regular fish basket versus the fish special. <laughs> she was she was quizzing our waitress uh, very deeply about that. Uh, was, we we knew that waitress pretty well. To yeah. our kids did sports together, so which, and she even remembered me, which was which was kind of nice from last year. Yeah, it was, well, listen, it's yeah. not every day you get some oddball Englishman walking into this freaking dive bar in Coopersville. Well, to be well, honest, it's not it, even really a dive bar. It's no, it's not. That's not. It's just a neighborhood bar. But it's, it's but got it, a family friendly place. Yeah, but it is. It's probably about the sixth time I've been in there. Yeah, you know, so I'm almost a local at this point. Well, and I'm sure I, I assume at some point, hopefully, it works out. Maybe this summer, make a return visit. I uh, yep. I finally got that bed coming in real shortly here. So, oh, I haven't even talked about. It. Yeah, I mean, so anyway, so uh, the, the big fun. So we stayed there for hours, and the big fun, I <laughs> guess, Friday night at Southside is some every other, doofus. Every other Friday. So oh, much, okay, every other Friday, every some doofus comes in. Uh, and, a doofus too. Uh, yeah, and they do music bingo. So it's just like real bingo, except instead of numbers, you have like the names of songs and he plays something and you have to mark it off on your card. And there's different rounds uh, with different genres, you know, some with 70s, 80s, whatever it is. And um, much fun was had by all. The bar was full and uh, people seem to love this this uh, music bingo stuff, right? I take it you were not super into it. No, it was fine. I, I got into it's, it. It's I got kind of fun. It it's better end. than yeah. just doing nothing, right? It's yeah, like yeah. A, it gives yeah. you... But that being said, I probably dropped like 50, 60 bucks on those stupid cards. <laughs> it's like five, five bucks, bucks a five card bucks or whatever. Piece, you know? Yeah, yeah. So and please. I sucked. Every card I had just sucked, man. I had never, I never got anything going. I've won before. I mean, last time we were there with the school crash, I think they won like one hundred thirty bucks or something. So yeah, we. I think we were the only table that, that didn't win a single card because I think we had like yeah. seven cards at our table between us, and we we didn't win a single a single hand all night. Um, I was sharing some with your with your lovely wife and. Uh, I was good on I was good on pretty much everything except for the more modern songs or the new country songs, oh, uh, which they you, which they played a lot of, which was unfortunate. And uh, you know, I I could have made a I'm sure I upset Chad at some point by saying that some of the new country stuff was was awful. I don't and, think uh, Chad is going to defend new country, but. Oh, that seemed like there was a lot of people that were singing along with, yeah, well, including your wife was singing along with pretty much every song. Well, she, seems to she, love does, it all. she doesn't know the new stuff either, but she knows the '90s country. Like she was a big '90s country ah, person okay. when they had that kind of resurgence, you know. And then they did. Uh, they did when we movie. were dating, we went and saw Alabama. Oh dear. Which, in hindsight, I'm like, oh, that's kind of cool, but I wouldn't, you know, wasn't something I was into. I couldn't name a single song. I don't think. Dude, if you want to play in Texas, you got to have a fiddle in the band. Oh, I, I guess I have heard that. You probably that. know ten Alabama songs. You think so? Mm. Yes. Matter <laughs> of fact, our next theme show should be Alabama. It should be all bands that are named after a geographical region. Exactly. Asia. This one's this one's Alabama. from Boston. Yes, Boston. Fucking yes. <laughs> Chicago. It's all fucking awful. But but Chicago, we won't play their like kind of cool jazzy rock stuff. We'll play like the Peter Cetera stuff. I am a man who will fight for your honor. <laughs> I that might have been his solo stuff. But anyway, you know what I'm talking about. The real yes. crappy yes. Chicago stuff. In fact, I think we I think we uh, we discussed one that night. I think they played uh, Africa by Toto. And uh, again, Cheryl was singing along. And I was suitably chagrined by the whole by the whole thing. Because <laughs> everybody seemed to love that song. Well, didn't I think it, that like got the Glee treatment or something. Oh, no. To, uh, Weezer did it. Oh, Weezer did it's, it? It's oh, yeah, like that's right. Yeah. Life, yeah, fuck like Weezer. Like a second life from Weezer. Bunch of wankers. Yeah. It's a lot of Weezer. 
At least for nothing. I think my favorite round was the one it was like old uh movie or TV movie show. Movie or TV. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I that agree. That was one. that was good. Yeah. No, that was fun. Yeah, that was a good one. So anyway, yeah, it was uh, it was a brief visit, but you know, lots of lots of fodder that you had this last time, right? It was no, we I packed up, we packed a lot into two days, and so still, as of that night, I wasn't decided what I was going to do. But as as I got back to my hotel room, I checked the weather forecast, and it was still saying three to six inches of snow due to start at about eleven a.m. on Saturday. So I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to go home early, and I'm going to try and beat it. And um, so I woke up early the next morning, because I always wake up early. And I don't know why, Tom, I don't know why I did this. I'm a fucking idiot. I was like, okay, sunrise is 6.30 in Chicago. So being East Coast, it's going to be 5.30. So it's going to be sunny at 5.30. So I'm going to leave at like 6. And... uh and, and I'll, well, not sunny, but you know, the sun will be up, the sunrise will be up. And, uh, and I worked it out completely the opposite way because sunrise is actually, it's not till 7.30 where you are. So I decided to leave. I got outside at like 6.30 and it's like, wow, it's still dark. This is weird. Okay. Well, the GPS will take me home. Little did I know. And it's actually pissing down. So it hadn't, the snow hadn't started. It was supposed to be rain and then turned to snow. Right. And it was absolutely pissing down. And, um, so I'm, I'm leaving, I'm leaving from the hotel in Coopersville in the pouring rain in the pitch dark. And as you know, that first half hour before you get to the highway, it's all country roads, right? Yes. It's all country roads with no lights. Dude, I couldn't see where the fuck I was going. I couldn't see the road. I couldn't see because there was so much rain on the road. I couldn't see the divider on the, on the road. Um, I, I could have easily gone into like numerous crashes just pulling off, you know, cause I couldn't see where the road was. And there was, I don't know why, but there was always like some local who'd be up my ass up like the one to do 50 miles an hour. And I'm probably yeah, I'm, trying to go to work. Yeah. And I'm probably doing 30 cause I can't see the fucking road and I don't know where I'm going. So, um, I, I honestly had to depend on the GPS to see if there was going to be a turn. So, um, but you know, there wasn't a lot of traffic. So it was probably all right. And I'm praying, come on, sun, sunrise, come on, sunrise. And um, the worst bit is, uh, is, is it 186? Is that the highway that I take? 196. 196. So 190, I should be taking 196 west. Now, for whatever reason, there is construction. It was like this the last time I came to. They've got the entrance to 196 west. Uh, closed for construction. Oh, still? Oh. Yeah. So you have to take 196 east. A for couple, like yeah, quite for a like, few miles. Yeah, for like six yeah, miles. Yeah. And unfortunately, because this is all under construction, I'm getting to this. I can't even see where the 196 east turnoff is because it's all like, you know, there's all kinds of like, uh, what are they called? Horses and stuff up. And uh, there's like Horns. gravel. And stuff like that, and I can't, I can't see where I'm turning onto 196 East, and there's a guy behind, right up my ass, you know, and I, and I'm, I'm off the road by this point. I'm in the fucking gravel because I can't see where the road is. <laughs> it was a disaster. It was the worst, really one of the worst mistakes I've ever made in my life. Because seriously, I, I could have got into a car wreck very easily because I could not see where I was going because of the rain and because of the fact that it's there's no, because again, it's country and there's no street lights. So there is no fucking street lights. So it is pitch fucking black apart from the lights on your car. Anyway, 
Uh, by the time I got into 196 East, at least then, I could see a little bit. So I was able to make the turn onto 196 West. And then when I got onto 196 West, everything was fine. But, you know, the actual drive home was fine, apart from the weather. Um, there was no traffic, very, yeah, very little traffic. Yeah, this was trip in and out, definitely. Yeah, wasn't yeah. There was very, very little traffic. So, you know, and I bypassed Chicago. I didn't do the, <clears throat> I didn't do the uh, tollway, you know, over the bridges and stuff through Indiana. Um, I actually just stayed on 94 and took it right to 294 and just bypassed the city completely. And I was, I made it home by 11 o'clock or something. So I actually had a full weekend to relax and, and, but as it turned out, I probably should have stayed because you actually didn't get any snow, did you? Nah, a little bit of rain. A little, yeah. Well, it rained early on that Saturday morning, but as it turned out, I should have stayed and gone home on Sunday and it would have been just fine. But uh, anyway, it was what it was. Oh, and the breakfast at the hotel. Oh my God, dude. <laughs> so th- there is there is one hotel in Coopersville and it's the roadway in. Yes. I mean, I'll, I'll give these guys their props. They're nice enough. You know, and the rooms this time were super fucking cheap. It was like 60 bucks a night. Super cheap. <clears throat> but I'm assuming there must be some kind of se- Section 8 thing going on at the hotel. Cause oh, I you got, got people living there? Yeah, I got up at 6, you know, I, I, I got up at 6 to get their breakfast, you know, the breakfast they offer, which is basically just a couple of packets of oatmeal and some watery orange juice. That's, it's called Continental, Neil. That's the, bre- <laughs> that's the breakfast. But there's these three homeless-looking people in the breakfast facility. <laughs> <laughs> getting coffee and stuff. They and they did look homeless, and they look like they live there. They look like they live at the hotel. So I'm assuming, and I've heard of that before, right? That some some Section Eight people actually do get money to to yeah, stay I don't know. at hotels. Um, and that being the only hotel in Coopersville, you know, maybe maybe that's it. Yeah, I but don't know. There was this it's one too, too cold to be homeless over here, you know. Yeah, there was this one tall dude with like these clothes were hanging off of him because he looked like he weighed about thirty. But it looked like a fucking uh, an Auschwitz victim. Um, Crystal meth, really? Like fucking yeah, just, just like hollow eyes, and looked like he weighed about sixty pounds, and he's just wandering about between the breakfast nook and the and the and the, and the car park. It was just huh. very very odd. Anyway, that sounds um, like well, the last time I was in Chicago, just these drugged out zombies everywhere I go walking yeah. around. Oh, I didn't expect it in Coopersville, you know. Yeah, so. well, I don't expect that either. Yeah, you don't see them on the streets. The cops make them disappear. So anyway, so yeah, I should have stayed. I should have stayed the extra night. But the hotel was good enough. They refunded me. They didn't, you know, because I did have I did have a hotel booked for. Saturday Unlike last night. time, where you donated like a thousand dollars to the. Uh... That was fucking stupid. That was my fault. Yeah. Anyway, that was my that was my Coopersville experience and my yes, and my two. idiotic uh, not working out what time the sunrise was uh, particularly well. So I'm going to play another song. Sounds good. I am going to play a song by the Groovy Ghoulies. This is probably my favorite song off of World Contact Day, which is the album I bought. And this is The Island of Pogo Pogo.
Ghoulies there with Island of Pogo Pogo, which I like a lot. Hmm. So yeah, so that was my uh, that was my trip to uh, Coopersville, and then you actually did something for work, right? Didn't you go on a trip or something for work this week? Yeah, I had a couple day conference up in or down in Battle Creek, which is uh, sort of east of Kalamazoo, kind of maybe not quite halfway to Detroit for me. So isn't that but, is, uh, isn't Battle Creek where like Kellogg's cornflakes come from or something? Yep, yep, it is. Huh. I don't know how much production they do there anymore, but the corporate headquarters is still there. Hmm. Is that Kellogg's? It's it's a town that doesn't have a lot of charm. <laughs> okay, um, it's a town without pity. But there's a big indie casino there called Firekeepers, and that's where our conference was, which was nice because last year was in Holland, which is very nice, and we stayed at a fine hotel and all that. But there was, you know. It's like post COVID, the hotel bars and stuff just don't do don't are hardly open. Yeah, 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 yeah. So we had to walk like, oh, I was probably only a couple blocks, but we had to walk to some dive bar a couple blocks away. Now, now this time we were right in the casino, so we just. And you, just, as as if you listened to a couple of episodes ago, you apparently claiming that you have uh, Native American heritage. Did, were you able to gamble for free or something? No, I was not. <laughs> no, I was not. I mean, it's my my Native American heritage is is minuscule. I don't claim to uh you know i'm not trying to make any undue claims we uh, drink the fire water did you get out of hand well it's funny because you know we went and had uh you know they feed us and the food was pretty good and everything everything was pretty good but the first day we went on tours of a couple different plans and one of them was the bell's brewery production facility which was kind of cool and what's that got to do with well, waste management or whatever well the fuck they're it was? so big they have to have their own wastewater oh okay that makes sense they have All a right, little cool. a little yeah. plant then we went to the big municipal plant in okay. battle creek mm-hmm. Sounds fascinating. and we get back and it's like okay dinner's at six which it wasn't it was more like seven and then you know we got some drink tickets and stuff and i'm just like oh what am i gonna do but i had found out because this was a casino with bars and stuff they won't let you bring your own alcohol in from the outside hmm. and i had actually heard the horror stories of them going through people's bags wow which i'm like are you kidding me this is like we have to suspend our civil rights to go into this freaking indian casino but it's like i guess you're on indian land now buddy that's right and uh, so I'm just like, well, we got a couple hours before dinner. So I, this is how much of a desperate fiend I am. I drove to the liquor store like two miles away, and I got like a like a flat pocket pint of uh, what's that cinnamon whiskey? Fireball. Fireball. Holy shit! You you fucking man. You're hitting rough bottom, my friend. Well, because I could stick it in like my inner jean jacket pocket without you know having yeah. to. So if they went through my bags. Meanwhile, white privilege prevailed, and I was walking to the casino, and the guy just gave me the nod, like when I went past security. There's security everywhere, you know? 
<laughs> well, been a casino, yeah, I guess. Yeah. So I went into my room and I sipped on some uh, whiskey, and then uh, yeah, I had the rest when I got home. I drank about half of it, just a little pint, you know. Did you flat. um? Did you do any gambling? Or were you not supposed to do that? So they give you, like, part of the thing was they give you. I ended up getting like twenty dollars worth of free credit. But the way it works is you have to basically put 20 of your own in. You have to bet it all. You can't just cash it back out. Gotcha, yeah. So I sat at the bar and played. I'm a big blackjack fan. That's that's really what I like to play. And they play computer blackjack, a buck a hand. So I played and played and played, and eventually I got up to $40, and I cashed out and took my $40 ticket. And that's cool. was pretty pleased with myself. But <laughs> my buddy started drinking. I have my workmate. And uh, he started kind of getting a wild hair up his ass. So he went to the ATM. Always a good sign, right? Yeah. And he, and you could do roulette on these computer games. So he put black twenty bucks, red, twenty more bucks, black hits red. Like he put like eighty bucks in this thing, just oh, all Jesus, gone. and he get lost every time. And then we just keep we keep drinking, and I don't like these computer machines, man. I don't feel like I, I don't know. I just feel like there's too much room for like chicanery like yeah give me sure. like a old-fashioned slot machine or something where i pulled the thing and the thing spin you know the chamber spin yeah yep yep but anyway so we're still drinking at like 9 30 we're tired. like ah we won't last long what we like drinking? 10 30 what, what we drinking there uh double whiskey coke holy shit no pbr for you that night huh no i didn't i didn't have any beer all i drank was liquor all night um and uh but as we kind of came alive as we got going and eventually it was like oh let's take a walk around we took a walk around well we walk around and find the actual roulette table. Oh, boy. Jesus. And my buddy just starts going mad. And I'm just like, dude, dude, I'm, I'm like the voice of reason. But he ended up winning over 500 bucks. Oh, we, oh good for him. Okay. So he won just on the real table. Just being a drunken rampage. Like, you couldn't repeat this sober. There's no way, you know? So it was, it was fun, though. It was a good, good time. Like I said, I, I didn't I, – I thought I'd killed him. I thought he was like <laughs> – like I, I I got him to the elevator bank and I was like, dude, I, I'll take, I'll help you get back to your room. He's like, no, I'm all right, I'm all right. I'm like, okay. Next morning, I'm like trying to call him. Like, dude, you, you choked out the drone vomit, did you? He's a real good worker, man. Everybody'd be mad at me if I killed him. <laughs> yeah, don't say they wanted to the conference with Tom. Whatever you exactly. do, yeah. <laughs> but no, it was fun. And, it, and and there's a couple of record stores in Kalamazoo, which is on the way back. Um, and I always try to hit them. And I was like, you know, I've been doing these drives with my daughter, trying to get some practice driving that's on my list of places to go but i went to a place i've been before down there called satellite music which was okay and i bought i bought that go to hell seven inch and i bought a split 12 inch on like a really early rad girlfriend release before rad girlfriend josh played in a band called rad company hmm. and it was a split with them and the ex-boyfriends but i bought the 12 inch. i picked her for like five bucks hmm I think I paid like three bucks for the seven inch. So I had a really, uh, and that was okay. That record store is okay. That, that that record store feels like a real record store. It's not, it's like in the city area. It smells funny. Got lots of old records and stuff. What's it called? So, it's called satellite records. Satellite. Okay. So I was actually most excited to go to that one. But then I went to another one called green light music, which I'd been to years before. I think it used to be like a CD warehouse or something. You remember when the CD warehouse was around? Yeah, yeah. But now it's like a private place. But they run real limited hours, like 11 to 5, and I just hadn't had a chance to get over there. And I got to tell you, man, I really was impressed with that place. A, they had a ton of great used punk stuff. Like they clearly had bought a 
great collection, even though some of it was pretty pricey. They had like that first uh, agnostic front record that you talk about having, but it was like 300 bucks, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, but they had real cool stuff, and I ended up buying over there. I ended up getting the – my favorite Subhumans records are probably the first one, The Day the Country Died, mm-hmm. or Worlds Apart. Those are my favorite. I mean, it's funny. You go on their discogs. They have like – a lot of their releases are cassette only. You kind of have to sift through it to like figure out what their real albums are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they only put out, I don't know how many full lengths. And then, of course, they had, like, tons of EPs, and they compiled their EPs on LPs and stuff like that. So, But, yeah, I got The Day the Country You Died. I was a little disappointed when I opened it that I got black because they did some really cool color variants. But I only paid, like, 20 bucks for that. So, And that's classic, like, 82. I'm probably going to be kicking myself. So I walked into this place. So one of the records you and I both been spinning, and I think our friend Matt from Australia pointed out to us, and he posted something about it in our Facebook group again, was the Civic yeah, the new Australia. Civic record, yeah, it's really good. Who's got like a strong like Stooges, uh, Radio, Radio Birdman. Birdman. Yeah. I, like I said, I get a lot of Nightbirds out of it because Nightbirds kind of do that surfy guitar, yeah. But it's got a real low voice too. Our friend Mike the Mailman said he got Lou Reed vibes off it, which I'm not really a big Lou Reed fan, but I can get that because the voice is so low sometimes. But uh, anyway, they had that. Apparently, that's got American Distro, so you can find that. And it was colored. I probably should have bought that instead. Yeah, you should for sure. Just yeah. How I much was it? Get that. Uh, like twenty six bucks. That's good. Yeah, I'll, I'm, if I see that, I'll, I'll definitely get it. Yeah. But maybe I'll go back down there. Maybe I'll make my daughter drive me back down there. How, but, how, uh, how far is that from you? How far is California? Oh, an hour. Oh, okay. About an hour. A good little drive for us to take and then get lunch or whatever. And that's where Western Michigan University is. Yes. Because yes, I know a couple of people. Lydia's that's best right, friend that's is right. uh, a Western, Western Michigan, and her yeah. uh, cousin, her male cousin, is at Western Michigan too. So, yeah, that's only uh, an hour away if you uh, ever wanted to go down there when you're, uh, you know, if you come to visit in the summer and we get a rainy day or something, we get head No, it's, it's funny because, you know, I, I talked about, you know, maybe getting a train to, to Grand Rapids sometime. Yep. Um, one of the trains actually only runs as far as Kalamazoo, and then you have to get a bus from Kalamazoo to, oh, uh, right? to Grand Rapids. Yeah, yeah, which is interesting. Yeah. yeah so that's well, probably that's, for the students. I was going to say, I could come pick you up, but that's it's sort of a pain that I'd have to bring you back to there. Maybe you could get your return trip from Grand Rapids or Holland or something. Yeah, the only problem is that the, the, it, it's so limited. There's only like one train run, and it's, it's like 6 a.m. Uh, or, or like 6 p.m. or something, which doesn't get you into there until like midnight or something, the, you know. The real trouble with the Chicago trains to me is it goes everywhere, you know, that big, I don't remember what the big station there that goes everywhere, is that um, you're right downtown, so what do you, either you really have to have somebody drop you off. Yeah, that's exactly right, yeah. Or, or, you, or, you take a train, or you take a train there, you know, take the L or whatever, yeah. As opposed to here, like Holland, where we get, like when we used to take the train to Ryefest, we get on Holland, and there's a parking lot. And you leave your car there. It's just mm-hmm. not even not even a deal. Yeah, but not a problem. Yeah, in Chicago obviously has got lots of public transport. If you like to mingle with the uh, zombie drugged out zombies, yeah, we're a nation of zombies for sure. But anyway, Neil, yeah. why don't you play your last song? All right, I am gonna play, and this is a this is a this is a difficult song to listen to. Um, this is Big Black off of uh, the album I bought, Atomizer. This is the first track off the album. This song is called Jordan, Minnesota. Um, and apparently it is a true story. And apparently there was like a daycare center um, where the uh, people that work there were were diddling the kids. And supposedly wow. and supposedly everybody in the town knew about it. 
So this was a big black. I guess this must have been a big story in the early '80s or whatever. <laughs> so, um, but anyway, this is Big Black's take on it, and it's difficult to listen to, but it's typical Big Black. It's abrasive and yeah, unpleasant. Unpleasant. So yes, we'll tell. You know, I'd like to know what everybody thinks of it, especially if you don't know Big Black. So it's it's powerful as hell, but it's uh, anyway. Huh, I don't so, know yeah, this one. So oh, this is uh, yeah, Big Black with Jordan, Minnesota.
point, Neil, sort of makes sort of makes my song about you know a forty year old Lemmy trying to get a sixteen year old in the yes. sack seem sort of tame, doesn't it? Yeah, it does seem like we got a thread going through this show. <laughs> this is kind of a, and it wasn't done on purpose. It's uh, that's that's kind of. But anyway, I wanted to play a song off of uh, off of Atomizer, and it was either that or Cables, which is probably my favorite Big Black song. But the version mm. on Atomizer is live, and I didn't want to do a live track so um. so at the beginning i failed of course to give our stuff give our information out we our emails have been too much lately from like press people so yes us, we need some more some, emails people send us some emails kiss our ass a little bit yeah punk till i die 77 at gmail.com yeah. punk gmail of course the punk till i die podcast group we are getting very close to a thousand now yeah like i said we've had we're, over we've had over a thousand on the actual punk till i die podcast yep. page for a we're while in the nine, but... we're in the 970s my wife is coming group, in and just yeah. give me the evil eye because my t-shirt is pulled up and my bottom of my belly is hanging out <laughs> you're, you're a delight aren't you let's face it <laughs> well she's the one who's coming to get dressed at noon and I actually did see this on this trip. I actually did get escorted upstairs and was allowed to see the uh, the Fortress of Solitude where, where Tom records. Yes. The Pillow Fortress, yes. The Pillow Fortress of Solitude, yep. yes. It was it was everything I could imagine. And, and more than that, I let him see my son's room. Yeah, the Lego uh, the Lego Museum. It's like uh, Gulliver's Travels, right? Like if those little guys wanted to tie you down and kill you, they could because there's yep. so many. Yep, exactly. The Lego room. But uh, yeah. So yeah, Punktide seventy seven Gmail, Punktide Podcast Group, still going strong. We're still having a lot of fun with that. Um, yeah, send us an email. You can send us a well, message. I still have stickers. I yeah, we'll one, we'll send you stickers that for I'm free. Owing, I'm owing someone right now, but I don't have any stamps, so I'll rectify that this week. So, and I do want to say, so we're actually thinking of getting new merch made, but we're yes. not quite sure what to make. So write in and tell us, either on the group or through email or whatever, what merch you would like to see. We're thinking maybe hats or maybe a jacket or I don't know. I mean, and maybe a different t-shirt design or something. So um, write in and give us your thoughts because I'm, I'm undecided as to what, as to which way to go on this. Now, if we do a jacket, that jackets would have to be made to order Ordered. kind of thing. Yeah. So we'd have to get some money up front probably because those will be, you know, Dickies jackets. So it'd be like a Dickies, like a black Dickies. Yeah, a black Dickies jacket, yeah, Yeah. with the embroidered front and back. Boy, that would really separate the men from the boys, wouldn't it? Yeah, it would. They would even though I've had a couple of people say they would love a jacket, so. Um, Yeah, I I would, I hope we, you know, I don't want to, like, cockblock the bands in Logansport because obviously they'll all be there selling their stuff, but I hope we'll have something either to give away or to sell. Not not necessarily like a T-shirt or something, but. I want to. I think a lot of people are going to come in for this thing. It'd be nice to have something for. Yeah, them. I'm sure I can arrange with uh, with our friends at On Point. I'm sure I can get some some T-shirts, you know, printed up. You know, I love the I love the poster. If you haven't seen the show poster, but it's full color. It's. I think that could be a problem for a couple of reasons. A, it's full color, and B, it has the band's names on it. You know what I mean? And we don't really own the. Of course, what is punk rock if it's not stealing, right? Yeah, of course. But uh, no, it's, I, I got to tell you, man, still very much looking forward to that. And I think, uh, like I said, well, I, if you were a Punk Till I Die fan, you come out to Logansport, you won't you won't leave empty-handed. I mean, you'll at least have a hangover. No, you won't leave empty-handed. <laughs> yes, come and buy Tom buckets of PBR, please. Yes, I don't even know well, if that's they have PBR. It's have, a, Matt's it's only a... got like decent beer. He yeah. Doesn't have, uh, even though he said for our sake he would have some kind of a cheap lager. He even he even mentioned. Now I don't know if this will happen or not, and I'm, obviously we're not going to hold Matt to this. But he thought if there's enough people there, he might have to get like a beer, one of those like beer, like cart 
things. You ever seen oh, those? That makes complete sense. Yeah, yeah. Or do or do the uh, do the thing like they do at Reggie's when they got a full show. Just have someone outside selling it out of a, like a big out fucking of a tub, uh, yeah. out of a tub full of ice. Yeah, something you like know, that. One of the most terrifying slash interesting shows that I ever played when I was playing music. We were supposed to play with another band, but they had this habit of, like, when it got too tense, they would back out. It's just like somebody was sick or something. So it was this huge biker party in the middle of nowhere, like the town over. And they had this huge pile that they'd built with a crane that had cars and boats and wood on it. And they were going to make this fire that you could see from outer space. <laughs> and needless to say, the bikers were not that keen on my band. It was not a tremendously great gig, even though we played for probably a 1,000 people. But um, they rolled one of these carts in that was just, like, must have had, like, six taps on it or something. I mean, it was, like, the size of a, hmm. like, a truck or something. Like a, nah, like a car, maybe. You know, I don't want to overdo it. But it had taps on it, and you could just go and just fill your, it wasn't, like, manned. You just go and, like, fill, just fill your, up. Nice, yeah. Fill your beer on the, yeah. So, anyway. Good times, man. Good times. Well, with that being yeah, said, Jonas and Logansport, they you will not be probably have free taps. Who knows? It'll be it'll be, be a, it'll the free will, free for all. It'll be anarchy. Anarchy. The bands will be better than mine at mm. that point. Yeah. In nineteen ninety, whatever this was. So. Well, that being said, your last song is going to be something to do with this, right? With a yes, uh, I'm going to play. Show. I'm going to play a song about this. Every solo show we do between now and then. I'm going to play one of the bands and one of their Ramones covers since the this is a Joey Ramone, Joey Ramone birthday bash. So this especially, is especially after especially after we slagged him off at the beginning of the show. Exactly, <laughs> we love you, Joey. Well, it is kind of weird, right? You see those like candles, like like they look yes. like the ones you burn at church, like with Joey Ramone on it. Yep. I don't know. It's kind of weird, right? All good credence go to heaven. Anyway, this is uh, the Queers, who are going to be headlining the evening. I, I, I'm sure they're going to play a nice selection of Ramon songs, though I don't know what. But they famously did cover the entire Rocket to Rush album. So let's do uh, the Queers. Sheena, and once again, we referenced Sheena, my old dog, at the beginning of the episode, too, Neil. Really tying it together nicely here. Sheena's a pup rocker, right? Oh, Sheena's a pup rocker, that's right. But we're going to do, this is the Queers doing uh, Ramon. Sheena is a punk rocker.
Uh, that was our last song tonight. That was The Queers with Sheena as a punk rocker. So, yeah, we'll see you all on the on May 19th. Yes. And it's April 1st already, Jesus. Yes, time flies. Time flies. We didn't do any good April Fool's jokes. I fucking hate April Fool's. I think it's so stupid. Do you want me to go on say after much heartfelt consideration, Neil and I have decided to shut down the podcast? Yeah, no, it's I just hate April Fool's. I always have. I mean, even when I was small, I hated it. But, Actually, you know what I'll do? I'm going to go in there and go, after much, after much consideration, Neil's decided to come out of the closet. <laughs> no, 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 no. Mike Ness. No, you're going to stay in there, buddy? All right. Okay. Mike, Ness, Mike Ness has recorded the next Social D album. Yeah, yeah. And it's out. Yeah, here's the new Social D. <laughs> yes, the new Social D record. Yeah. Yes. Um, do you hate that? Huh? Why? Is it because you, uh, you have no sense of humor? It's so stupid. No, it's just so stupid. And it's so obvious. People just put these ridiculous things out there. It's like it was fine yeah. when you were five years old or something, maybe. But uh, these days, and you see it's on, it's all over Facebook. And Like, who falls yeah. for it? Who falls for it, for fuck's sake? People who forget what day it is. Yeah, I guess. Jesus Christ. I mean, one time I remember Scott, my buddy, texted me one of these, and it was, it was April first, you know. But it was so believable. It was uh, Laura Jane Grace had killed herself. That just that just seems kind of dark. <laughs> and I had to Google it, you know. Oh, you bastard! Or no, I think I I figured it out eventually, but I don't know. April first. Hmm. Yeah, it's stupid. Tomorrow, April 2nd. April 1st, Neil, I'm going tonight with my old school buddies, Chad and Scott, and Scott's son, and we're going to see Queensryche, the weird prog metal slash hair metal band that was very popular in the late 80s, early 90s. That sounds so, just horrible. What, what is that going to be? That's at the intersection downtown. Oh, right? okay. Wow. It, should be, it should be fun, man. It, it's, it's, it'll be good to hang out with that group of guys. And uh, Yeah. Well, the openers are Marty Friedman former Megadeth League guitar player, which I don't know what he does, and Trauma, the band, the band that famously once included Metallica bass player Cliff Burton. Hmm. But I'm pretty sure the drummer is the only guy left. Now, were you named after them? Tom Trauma? No, I, 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 didn't, I didn't know that band existed. <laughs> I just gave myself a name because it had a nice ring to it. There you go. And it does. It still has a nice ring to it. So Tender Tom as, will be out to trauma. Okay. Yes, t- Tender Tom is put back on mothballs. For yeah, me. I imagine it's gonna be it's gonna be hammered Tom tonight. I'm imagining. No, I think I'll, I got it. I'm I'm uh, I'm turning over a new leaf. I think I'll take it a little easy. All right, especially if you're driving. Yeah, for sure. I don't think I'll be doing that. Oh God. Because we have right, uh, our friend's underage son is coming with us. It's gonna be fireball Tom tonight. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see. <laughs> We'll see. But anyway, yeah, thanks for listening, everybody. We appreciate you. Yeah. uh, Yeah. We'll talk to you again soon, I'm sure. Yep. Stay free. Keep a little mark in your heart and all that stuff. Tom? Smell you later. Smell you later, everybody. Bye-bye. Let's go. Yep. Bye-bye. Okay, that brings us to the end of another show. Hope you enjoyed it. Remember, keep a little mark in your heart, and we'll be back the same mark time, same mark channel. That's it, man. Game over, man. It's game over. (laughs) Ah, Ever get the feeling you've been cheated? Good night. What a fucking rotter.
What a load of old shit. Thank you, fuck you, bye, boom. Okay.